I shop for music the way that Jackie eats food. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I, I try to look at the way that it's going to impact the community the best. <laughs> and that's where I spend my money. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was like, where, where is he going with this? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. Oh, hello there. Welcome back to Show Me Yours Podcast with uh, Jackie and Johnny. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And uh, thanks so much for, for watching. Is this the <laughs> voice that we're going to do? <laughs> yeah. Is this the voice for the character? Yeah, I haven't really thought about it too didn't, much. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> all right. um, thanks for, for tuning in. <laughs> uh happy day after halloween everyone it's halloween when we're shooting this right now right now it is um as you can probably tell by these sick uh costumes oh you're dressed here. up this is just what i was gonna wear tonight yeah yeah I mean, oh. it was like a little awkward we showed up wearing the same thing yeah that's a little weird a little mm. weird but hey we're gonna move past it it's fine yeah you know what i mean uh, <laughs> i feel i feel really weird right now just tell them <laughs> yeah so um, i feel like we're just muffled through the through the <laughs> yeah um well we got you here why don't you uh Hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Like us on Facebook. Uh-huh. Follow us on, on TikTok. Indeed. And uh, leave a comment. Um, oh, we told people uh, if you follow us on YouTube, leave a comment on this video letting us know you followed us. And we'll give you uh, a shout-out. Oh, Donnie. Jesus exactly. Oh, yeah, we go. owe Don a shout-out. Don Kennedy, um, <laughs> you know, just wonderful, wonderful human being, holder in the highest regard of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of that species on this yes. planet Earth. And um, and props to the little baby... Uh, Plus, little baby Raffi out there in the yeah. world, you know, doing his thing, doing yeah, his thing. A couple congrats. weeks early, a couple yeah. weeks early, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out but to him on the internet. Yeah, shout out, shout out to, uh, yeah, to, to, to you. Um, uh, yeah, we have a fun, uh, fun ep for you today. Longer episode, as I'm sure you've taken note of. Uh, we drank a bottle of gin. Yeah, we did, and we kept recording until it finished so you'll also notice it starts in the daytime and ends in the nighttime yeah it was fun turn, yeah it's a good time <laughs> it's a good time jimmy's a good guy we had uh, we had we had a great time talking about uh, you know just a little, uh, uh, back streets back all right yeah wonderful absolutely wonderful. <laughs> you guys are gonna love it yeah so um without further Adieu. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, check it out. Check it out. James Fahey. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, everybody. We are very pleased on mm. this lovely morning. Yeah. This lovely fall Vancouver morning. Mm-hmm. We have Afternoon. a fantastic friend, yep. a very funny man, mm-hmm. and a fantastic golfer, if I do ah. say so myself. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for James Fahey. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome to the welcome to the couch, buddy. Yeah, long yeah. time overdue. Yeah, certainly. I remember when you guys were uh, telling me you were gonna do a podcast and everything. I was 
kind of just waiting, seeing how long it would take for me to get on this. We had to climb first. We had to climb a couple ladders. You know what I mean, right? Like, I apologize. I mean, you know, the first thing we wanted to get like 40 listeners, and then so now we can cover your tires. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Now we can give you a little bit of a bump. Yeah. Well, it's it's okay because it's it's one of those things like being on camera. I'm always a little nervous. Oh, about okay. oh they're not even just, here. don't even no worry. I know yeah. I'd almost I'd almost <laughs> rather be in front of a live audience you know it's yeah. always it's just a totally different because then you're because like, then you're like playing to the audience it's kind of you can't it's a completely different thing to like play to the camera because you're getting no like feedback for sure like yeah. I don't like I am I supposed to look at you am I supposed to look at them like I, I, oh I Whatever rarely look down. at oh, Jackie's yeah. looking at them all the time I she's do the like, little, yeah, sure a little mug into the yeah. <laughs> absolutely you know hey check you I out can. right but no i think that's um, interesting i would love to like every time i'm on stage in front of a crowd though it's like it's just me right i, don't, I think this would be an interesting f- um thing to do in front of an audience mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of fun shout yeah. out to san francisco comedy festival accept us and we're doing <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> down south that'd be rad but uh you know all submissions aside james thanks yeah. for uh Thanks for coming down. Yeah. It's going to be weird for me to call you James. Because <laughs> no, you, you you're call, my Jimmy. You call, no, call, Jimmy. call me. I'm Jimmy to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, J- I'm Jimmy. For sure. James Jimmy. James Jimmy. JJ. This is JJ. The new, the new, the new stage <laughs> name. JJ Fahey. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Which would be perfect for your, uh, your chosen album. That you brought in today, right. the boys. I feel like JJ would fit in with the boys. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> the boys would be back and be looking for trouble. The boys yeah. would be back. Oh. That is awesome. So nobody, really, you're the first guest to actually bring us booze, which has been very cool. Yeah. Um, or did it? No, no, no. That was us. Yeah, you are the yeah. first guest to bring us. So thank you very much. So you're welcome. And the first guest to bring us a, a an album of this caliber. <laughs> <laughs> One of this quality that we're yeah. going to well, sit here on an afternoon. Well, I can't take all the credit. Jackie was a very big, big supporter <laughs> of getting this one. Oh, I'm not yeah. hating. We are talking about the Backstreet Boys Millennium. Yes. And I'm not going to sit here and be too cool for the Backstreet Boys because mm-hmm. the first tape that I ever um, received, I think for like a birthday or Christmas or something like that, was the first Backstreet Boys. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm like old school mm-hmm. yeah. Backstreet Boys fan. Yeah, OG. Yeah, OG this stuff here is a little bit, you know, like I'm not going to say the greatest album, but I'm excited that you brought it in. But some, <laughs> some of their greatest hits, for sure. Undeniable, yeah. undeniable. Yeah. But I mean, Jimmy, you even said a little front-loaded for your, uh, for mm-hmm. your taste day. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was listening to it on the way over here, just like, and it's like, man, first song mm-hmm. absolute banger oh, right yeah. it just gets you grooving and oh, like yeah. that was one of the reasons why uh you know i thought it'd be fun to do was because when we were um are we allowed to say rest- like names of restaurants oh, yes. and stuff? So, yeah i was like uh, <laughs> wait no one listens you have free <laughs> range yeah, so you can like, say whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> so we were like at uh gringo's mm-hmm. together Ooh, not, I mean, whoa cut that out right um we can cut that right um yeah and it was it just popped on and like me and jackie just started grooving and you just had this look of like what is going on (laughs) (laughs) and now every time uh like those songs come up Mm -hmm. i just immediately get transported back to that moment Mm -hmm. of just unbelievable like bliss and joy and <laughs> yeah. just having so much fun and i'm like yeah. rocking the shoulders like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like funny it usually like i usually um am listening to music when i'm working out mm-hmm. and no one knows what you're listening to and it's yeah. like you know working out uh trying to get you know motivation and get like amped and stuff and i'm just listening 
to like larger than larger life, larger than life, <laughs> and nobody has any idea. <laughs> it's a great pump up song. It's, I've well, been, I uh, mean, we listened to it in the car the other day, and I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. After a couple cocktails, I was having a great time. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I got to thank you guys for like letting me get like out of my shell, maybe being too cool to enjoy some stuff sometimes, yeah. and like mm-hmm. forget <laughs> because like I think around like, right around this album, very pivotal point in my life where I kind of. Um, you know the millennium was happening i was discovering my own music and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and like actively like getting away from this kind of thing right so it's Mm -hmm. kind of funny to 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 full circle oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) go listen to jackie's playlist in her car (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've been uh uh the last like week been on a bit of a 90s early 2000s pop kick and uh yeah (laughs) johnny's had to listen to a lot of yeah uh, Yeah. a lot of backstreet boys a lot of nsync well uh, like the thing about like these songs and i think why they're still relevant like i had another experience with this album with my sister who um is five years younger we're just on a drive coming back from whistler and we just like had a weird uh, like a good bonding moment over these songs and you know she's younger and like she wasn't a part of that yeah kind of when they were coming out and um would have missed her but she's like this this still claps like this mm-hmm. is awesome For and sure. i think it's you know that's what the thing about good music and this um album or backstreet boys like their big hits the production of these songs like the beats and the harmonies and all of those things are just so well put together that they still are relatable to mm-hmm. today right they the harmonies slap. are yeah mm-hmm. the harmonies are good and they just got a good upbeat rhythm i mean you can't not like want to dance and like groove well like, it's no like it attacks <laughs> like my like nostalgia thing right mm-hmm. because there's a million other um you know, places that I would go for, you know what I mean? God, great harmonies and great beats and, and great all mm-hmm. this, right? So it definitely, like, um, it it hits the nostalgia button for me so hard to the point where, like, I'm sure, you know, pop from, like, a decade before would probably do that for a lot of people, but I can't get involved to it. Like, yeah. um, you know what I mean? That people yeah. that weren't exposed to this stuff at a young age probably can or like kind of has taken it on like Duran Duran or something like that. You right. know what I mean? Duran, right? like, Duran. Ne- yeah, never really, <laughs> ne- like not all of that pop stuff, like never really hit for me. And this was like, this has the soft spot because like, this was the first like music that was like, you know, Oh, this is popular. My mom got me like a tape or whatever. Right. right. So like yeah. this is accessible. And then, you know what I mean? Then once the door is open, there's so many different places that you can go. But yeah, there's something about, like this pocket for whatever weird reason, right? That mm-hmm. like seems to be coming back because even like, like a Michael Jackson is like mm-hmm. cemented classic. Yeah. Boom. That's there. Right. But mm-hmm. there's a couple other, um, or there's like a lot of other stuff that would be under that are classified as like pop music, like a David Bowie or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that isn't going to turn the fucking party out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, in it's 2010, like, like it would have in 1985. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's the specific, like, uh, that, uh, moment in time for, for pop music for like late nineties, early two thousands. It's such like a specific formula. And yeah, if you were a kid at the time, it's just like ingrained into your, into your mind and oh, it's just yeah. like happy and like upbeat and like dancey and uh, yeah. Um, yeah and just the world at that time too like is so so different i was thinking just like how the one band could just sell out arenas mm-hmm. and that was like the whole thing and now it's like you know we as listeners and fans of music like you got to go to a music festival there's very few yeah. artists right. that can actually do like a tour like a full stadium by tour themselves that's gonna come, yeah. yeah but it's like you look at some of the 
uh, film and moments in that time period for these guys, mm-hmm. and it's like, wow. Oh my god! Like, um, like Beatles coming to America level, like people oh, chasing yeah. down the street and stuff like that, right? It's interesting to see oh, the yeah. some of the people that can still do it. Like Motley Crue has a stadium tour for like 2022, mm-hmm. and I always giggle at that because what the fuck? But <laughs> I've been to a Motley Crue show with my dad, and mm-hmm. like when you're there, you know, yeah. with your old man or whatever, you're like, oh, I fucking get. Of course, these guys can sell out any fucking arena, right? Maybe in yeah. North America or whatever, right? Because you know they're tapping into that specific thing, and it's interesting to see. Um, on like Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. you have like two of the NSYNC guys and two of the Backstreet Boys guys like doing each other. Right. Like, yeah. I think like they're planning something. <laughs> I'm Which sure. Which would be fucking amazing. Yeah, Imagine an NSYNC Backstreet Boys Whoa. concert. I'm just saying. You like, would have I mean, to go. Yeah. If from like a business <laughs> perspective, like yeah. if you're on any like money side of that, like you push That's, that. You yeah. push that tomorrow. But only if they can get JT to sign on. If they do a tour minus JT, then it's like. And the oh, other thing, too, is yeah, it, it might be a little lackluster. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have to get JT, and it has to be in the contract that he gets his ramen noodle hair again. Yes, yes. For <laughs> it. Like, that's the only yeah. way yeah. I'm yeah. going to be buying a ticket for 100 plus. Yeah. I want to see JT <laughs> yeah. back with the ramen noodle hair. Fuck yeah. You know, like, that was a look. That was yeah. a time. And it's, what has it been, like 20 years since? That's mm-hmm. that's about time for it to come back. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would, he should go for Halloween. How, how has he not done this as himself in the 90s? Oh, man. I that feel like so I, good. I feel yeah. like you could do that for so many. Like the 90s was just such a, um iconic period for fashion. And mm-hmm. like when I, I think when we say 90s and what we're thinking, it's like, you know, the latter half of that yeah, decade late 90s and then the start like yeah, everything yeah. is in like the five mm-hmm. on the fives yeah, yeah. right I when totally it comes agree, yeah. To, to that stuff but i mean you look at some of the uh, outfits that are put on like red carpets yeah and just like i mean it, it, it is kind of coming back right like low-rise jeans totally oh bring them back uh, it's it's coming back, back. <laughs> it's coming back like and know. it's coming back with a force and all you little whale oh, watchers yeah, out yeah. there get ready get ready for the <laughs> tail man. whale tail <laughs> and you know what there's probably going to be more tramp stamps that are going to come out the i mean back fashion is cyclical right and mm-hmm. i'm i'm yeah. totally here for it i'm here for a tramp. i've said on i've said on the podcast before and i'll say it again i want to get a oh, tramp stamp of a whale tail Right? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right? Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Just like upside down and kind of like just like cartoonish. It's like, what is, yeah. that? Like, is that? Is that a whale's tail? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. A friend of mine lost a bet and uh, shout out to Bobby Elston. He's got uh, Juicy and Bubble Letters. <laughs> like it's the fucking worst tattoo any oh man has ever gotten. It's so funny. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, the... Like, in, in the 90s fashion, right? Like, that's something, especially, like, early 2000s or whatever. Like, I had, like, massive pants. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, right? Like, the shirts. Like, everything was, um, was I think, like, so extra for, like, so many different... I didn't have my yeah. my, my, my regular hair color for, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so long, right? Like, I was always, like, trying to, like, do the wildest thing that I possibly could. And um, now, do you think it's still the same thing? Because I think it's more... Like, common now to see, like, um, you know, especially, like, you know, uh, like, in, with girls with hair color or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a girl with purple hair in the sixth grade is, like, not weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know I think I mean? that um, now, because of, like, the, the internet and stuff, people, there's not really, like, a, 
a set like style of like the time period we're in now because people just wear shit from all decades oh absolutely yeah, yeah you could spot like um you know i you can yeah. see where people kind of fall in and myself yeah. included i wear the same fucking outfit like every day yeah, yeah. and i think that, that's a good point where like because of the way that we digest music social media there's so many more options mm-hmm. and so much more availability that there's almost like um there isn't the same kind of trends that like we grew up with Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um you know if you wanted to watch a show like you had to watch it on whatever day that came out and if you missed it you missed it right and now it's like uh, you know have you seen that show on netflix and you're Mm -hmm. like oh i haven't gotten to that one yet there isn't the same kind of like must watch tv i guess Mm -hmm. the last one Mm would have been like game of thrones probably when they were coming out where it was like the whole world was like sharing a moment yeah. together, but totally. yeah, they're like Squid yeah, Game now. So maybe I think it's there, but I haven't. Like, like that's something still, that I've missed. Yeah, yeah there but. are still like shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Breaking Bad and Game of yeah. Thrones and Squid Game and things that like come out that are huge. But yeah, we have so much but more choice even now. Even when when Breaking Bad was in its first season, it was about ten years ago, and we were talking about it on a job site. Mm-hmm. Like on Thursday, you have to watch the show. Like hurry up, so yeah, we can talk yeah, about it yeah, that yeah, yeah. The last kind of they kind of yeah, they kind of crossed crossed over. Because it was like while that show got big uh, was when like streaming got big too. But it was still, yeah, when like I remember when the last episodes were airing and yeah, you had to wait, you know, Mm -hmm. a week to watch to watch everyone. But yeah, and it's similar to like thinking about like clothing uh in the in the 90s you just had to wear whatever they were selling in stores Mm -hmm. whereas like if i wanted to to dress uh like a flapper in the 20s i could just Mm -hmm. go online and and order something right yeah yeah now oh yeah Yeah. the access to everything is all there right i think like i don't know it makes it a lot easier for kids that want to be punk rock because you can just order it online (laughs) exactly like the whole thing comes there like we yeah i was in a small town we never really had like access to all that crazy shit so like for us to like really make our Clothes crazy. We had to physically rip that jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. actually fuck that thing up, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, at the time, it's like the only place you could go for, like, that kind of fashion was, like, Hot Topic, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then that became yeah. the trend, right? Yeah. Is that you had to just go to Hot Topic yeah. to get there and, like, look that way like bring well, yeah, that then, style then it even became a thing yeah. like for like the like the real heshers were like fuck hot topic yeah too. like right? they were still like fucking it was so funny like the hierarchy levels of uh of cool but i'm sure that exists you know what i mean today mm-hmm. and whatever for sure too, yeah right? i just don't give a shit <laughs> especially like in the the town that i grew up in to like go to any clothing shop that wasn't like walmart you would have to drive an hour to victoria so it was like super super limited totally. selection of clothing totally. available in Dunkin'. In BC, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Trail kind of had the same thing, but like, but then again, everybody did the best thing that they could to like, um, you know, fall in whatever camp that you were. Okay, so like, mm-hmm. if you um like skateboarded, then you know you could like wear like those two fucking like toy yeah. machines, ski- <laughs> like shop yeah. or, you know, shop T-shirts or whatever, right? Or like hockey players and this and that or whatever. Right. Like, it was very easy mm-hmm. to kind of distinguish between that just based on like what you did or what you listened to. Yeah, yeah. right. And it was always like funny because um I would never admit probably until you know, recent years that I know every fucking word to this album. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Until, For sure. Rec- until recent days, perhaps. Until recent yeah. days, perhaps. It yeah. was the, because the day uh, after, I think, that we settled on this 
album or it was I don't know whenever it was this week and so I was like listening to it and like getting you know into into this era of music and I pick I pick Johnny up to go to a show and I'm playing like a song off this album when I pick him up and Johnny is like not happy about it. But yeah, but then by the time we're coming home that night, he's like singing along to it in the car. Oh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. saw the story. Yeah. I saw the story. Yeah. Man. You got shit housed, but yeah. yeah, it's a little bit different story. Yeah. Fucking you lost days. a lot of your punk rock cred in that one. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I don't have a lot of punk rock cred, except for I fucking go to punk rock shows. <laughs> I have punk rock friends. Like, that's the only fucking thing about it. Like, um, Yeah, whatever credibility that I have in that, I would love to like, piss on that you know what i mean no, like that's, I, the, that's, that's the, the best thing, thing. It's, it's music like, and as long as it's enjoyable right like yeah. i remember when uh you know growing up there was so much um importance on uh feeling like you had good taste in music oh and that God. was like your uh social capital of and course. if you yeah, yeah. you know liked bad music you just had bad taste but it, like yeah. at the end of the day it was like is this music that's enjoyable? Does it make you happy or like, does it make you sad? Maybe that's the way you want to feel, but like, you know, Oh, totally. Like I remember yeah, exactly. like having like anxiety, like making like a mixtape or something and then you're not making it like, what do I enjoy? You're like, what will, you know, yeah, right. hear on that be like, Oh, that kid has good taste. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is fucking ridiculous. Cause everything that you, that I try to do now is just like burning down anything that's sacred. <laughs> like yeah. anything that, that should be like held into that regard. It's fucking because if you can't have fun, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's going to like exactly. really limit your ability to actually have a good time. Yeah. Enjoy the things so that you much enjoy. Time. Yeah. yeah. I spent so much time actively like being rude to people at parties and she'd be like, did you right. actually put this fucking thing or whatever? Right. Like actually having a conversation when you could just hang out for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that and fucking song's going to be over. You, you'd have yeah. it with like certain, uh, bands too where you're like oh yeah i like i like that band i like that song and it's like well how many albums have you listened oh, to fuck. of them and you're like i, I don't Name know your man. three favorite songs yeah, yeah. It's like, you know fuck off why is this suddenly uh <laughs> that, like a that test. always became like weird but i like um i was one of those kids that really uh really absorbs everything that uh that i get into so i go deep right so i do kind of have that knowledge and there's like two different sides of that is like trying to if you see somebody that knows that band that's completely obscure you're like fuck yeah let's talk about it but then you're Mm -hmm. like oh no you know that song (laughs) rather than you know what i mean the back catalog of that band but like um recognizing that and then trying not to make that person feel (laughs) like an (laughs) asshole and then like actually yeah no we okay we have that one song in common or something like that right was because who gives a shit at the end of the day but at the um like i have a very limited um maybe like number of friends that actually like religiously listen to the same shit that I do. So mm-hmm. like we can bond over that like very easily. And then I think for the rest of it, it's like, I'm just like, Hey, do you guys want to hear a fucking stupid song or <laughs> whatever? <laughs> it's only 90 seconds. So yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. When, uh, when you were a kid, like, was this your jam? Like the, the boy bands and shit? Well, I think this was, uh, and this is w- one of the things that, um, why it, like came up. I was, you know, you guys were asking like what albums and one of the reasons why this like came to mind was this was the first album I had ever like gotten or purchased. I, okay. I mean, I was like, I think eight when yeah, this yeah, came yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just like, that was like feeling like the start of me totally. understanding mm-hmm. the, the world outside of, you know, what your parents or family, it's like, Oh no, music is a thing. Here's a band and like a better yeah. level of understanding. And it was just the most popular mm-hmm. thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd certainly say just like the the like there was a period of, of like the boy band yeah era totally and I got oh my you God, know dude. super into it. It was yeah. just yeah. our um, 
our time, right? Yeah. Oh, for absolutely. It. And Between like, like I, sorry, Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Like I got all of their albums up to that point. I think mm-hmm. like No Strings Attached. Oh, I believe so is the NSYNC good. album. Yes. Um, you believe? It's one of the <laughs> yeah, highest selling albums of the decade. I believe that the 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 album cover is them well, all being want, uh, <laughs> Perry Nettles. I, I think, if I remember it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> you son of a bitch, Jimmy. You brought this album, and you know it all. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then it like, but it even got like even uh, like further, where it was like, oh, Soul Decision was another album I bought, dude. Mm. That and uh, not that everyone knows on. about it, but like when you play one of their songs, they're like, why do I know this? Yeah. Like, why do I remember yeah, yeah. that song that you played? I've had stuck in my head for like a few days. I, like, yeah. it's really fucking good. And it's like, um, it was a time of even if um, like whatever. I was like presenting to the world that like I the music that I listened to with like mm-hmm. my No Effects T-shirt and fucking yeah. whatever, right? Um, that still doesn't mean that I went home and like religiously watched much music, mm-hmm. right? right? So you would watch all these things on the fucking countdown yeah. and blah blah blah. And granted, yeah, I preferred like Much Loud or the Punk Show right. or the Wedge mm-hmm. or something like that, right? right? That was all there, but mm-hmm. it was still on a fucking you know what I mean constant loop. Yeah. yeah, and you were listening to these fucking songs so much and mm-hmm. for like better or worse because i think that was like the decline of much music so like the programming or whatever they were doing um for whatever reason wasn't like a model that would last Mm -hmm. which was like crazy to me because i loved that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i sat in front of that so often but um maybe getting to reality television or like whatever they did that kind of um took away from what like the the core idea was at that time you know regardless of what you listen to you'd still go home because you know your classic rock or your sort of like your more like indie stuff is competing with the pop stuff is competing with everything right and like of course i want to see if green day is going to take over (laughs) britney spears for the number one spot this week or whatever right yeah 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 and i think that was um like whether we liked it or not like you were kind of exposed to everything all at once because Mm -hmm. like the the internet wasn't there for you to really like um carve out whatever like niche that you know that you wanted or like Mm -hmm. an algorithm would set up your phone or your internet for you almost like your internet is different from my internet you know what i mean totally which is like fascinating now yeah but um but yeah at least at that time it was kind of like an even playing ground or you know even playing field right for yeah well it's like it's the same as like what we uh like said with like tv shows and and clothing it's like you didn't have other options just listen to whatever was there Mm -hmm. and then like maybe once in a while you had the money to go and buy a cd or whatever but for the most part you just had to listen to whatever was was yeah on Mm -hmm. tv or on the radio or whatever totally Mm -hmm. were you guys big collectors of like media cds tapes and things like that do you have a a decent collection oh yeah yeah like back in the day it's so unfortunate too where you know you could have like the most massive cd collection and Mm -hmm. it's worthless like it's yeah, just exactly. that's Never like really more, uh, it's like more uh, yeah. like there was like records like super valuable mm-hmm. still really cool yep. like mm-hmm. it's a thing but then no other kind of media medium has yeah. been able to like stick around i think it's, it's because like the, the quality uh, like degenerates on like cds and tapes and stuff like over time it, it'll you know they can fuck up and start skipping and stuff whereas like records are a bit more like obviously you can fuck up records too mm-hmm. but for the most part you can have a record that's you know 50 years old and it still plays perfectly now that is a super valuable whereas like if you throw on a cd that's 50 years old it might be just fucked well not even 50 like me and my brother just drove out to um uh um what do you call the okanagan there for um for thanksgiving and when we did my mom's car's auxiliary cord is fucked Mm -hmm. we know Mm -hmm. this this is common knowledge yeah now the listener knows too (laughs) right but 
Um, so we kind of knew that going into it and I'm going, oh, okay, this is my perfect opportunity for the, like the reason that I still have hundreds of CDs. Yeah. Like, this is going to be great. So I hand select a stack, right? I'm like, this is going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And half of them were scratched. Yeah. Half of them were the wrong CD in yeah. there. And you know what I mean? This is some shit that like I would have went nuts about 10 years ago when I was actively playing these things all the time and whatever. And then I think just, um, a little bit of carelessness on my part has now made, like a hundred pounds of plastic exactly. in my room completely fucking useless exactly, right? yeah. um, but that being said there's still <coughs> excuse me like a sentimental attachment that i have for mm-hmm. all of them there's a cd right behind your um shoulder there mm-hmm. binary star that is two guys that met um in jail somewhere in minneapolis and they made this um hip-hop tape that is like real underground hip-hop some of like the best rhyming and it was like kind of my introduction to like hip-hop that wasn't more like mainstream and stuff mm-hmm. that was like that is the epitome of like underground hip-hop if you were gonna like give me a top five list or something like that like i would binary star masters of the universe check that shit out mm-hmm. um but that fucking cd was so hard to get in a small town so i had to go into like a cd store and ask a guy to order it from wherever the fuck it came from mm-hmm. and i paid him like 40 dollars to do shit. so as a kid in like high school wow. and i waited there for months and months like binary stars coming in and then finally I went to him and I was like, where the fuck is the CD? And he was like, oh, it was almost like he didn't really realize that it was there. So I ended up getting my money back from this guy. And then a week later, I'm just in that CD store, just like flipping through the hip hop section and I fucking find it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, I saved 20 bucks on it because yeah, it was there you go. $40 yeah. or whatever. Right. But like that fucking album means so much to me, the music on it, but also the lengths the that story, I went to yeah. to get it sure. and all of that stuff. Right. So like that's kind of, a, you know, that little that's what the thing does for me or mm-hmm. especially when I was younger you know what I mean the hunt for it and finding new stuff and like everything that became so important yeah. to like almost my like that became my identity for a long time yeah yeah totally well for me like when I think of records versus like CDs or tapes or whatever <coughs> excuse me um, was it's it's kind of like uh, owed to like a time before like mm-hmm. you know it's still it's a it's a manual thing right when you make a record Right, you print the actual like music into yeah. into the into record, the thi- right? Yeah. And when it comes to like CDs, digital, and everything, right? I don't think it retains the same kind of value, um, like nostalgia wise or anything, mm-hmm. because it's part of the digital yeah technology, the digital era, yeah. but um, has been replaced with something slightly better. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. Versus records, like nothing's really replaced that like kind of analog yeah. type thing. And like you, you know? can go back and put on a record and like uh, you love like the, the cracks and the pops and whatever, but it's not like, oh yeah, I love the sound of CDs. <laughs> 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 I don't think anybody's ever said that. You know what I, mean? um, I don't know what it is. There was a, there's a sense of supporting it too. Like I think like uh, not on like a Backstreet Boys level, but a lot of the stuff, especially Binary Star, not a lot of people know who they are and they haven't mm-hmm. sold a lot of records, right? So there's... um there also becomes a little piece of like, I'm doing what I can to support this community or I'm, you know, doing that. Right. So like I'm buying as much um, stuff like locally or from, you know, lesser known groups or independent record labels mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it almost like, um, I like, I shop for music the way that Jackie eats food. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? 
I, I, I try to look at the way that it's going to impact the community the best. <laughs> and that's where I spend my money. <laughs> I was like, where, where is he going with this? <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm making the connection right away on this. <laughs> like, okay, okay. There's like, like music, like, like nerdy fucking pretentious music purists are the same as vegans. And I said it here. <laughs> sure. Jackie, you work two peas in a pot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm honestly happy to do that because, um, you know, there's uh, and like now growing up, there's uh, people that I know that make music that aren't selling a million records. That like if they know that you have it in the stack and it's getting like the rotation, like it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a pretty cool, you know, um, you know, high five or whatever for somebody that's actually trying to do something that, like, I marvel at a lot. Like I've always wanted to be a musician, always wanted to be on stage, and now I get to be on stage, which is sweet, right? Right. So like Mm -hmm. the music thing. You know, it's also something that, like, uh, is a dream. It's something that I've worked for. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's always yeah. something that I'm like, ooh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be great at yeah. or whatever, well, right? Like so I have so much respect for anybody that does it. Right. Yeah. I feel like so many comedians, like, want to be rock stars. And so many rock stars want to be comedians, too. Like, because it's a similar... You're both, like, performers, but to... It's such a different uh, type of performance. Like, you don't feel like a, like a rock star when you're on stage as a comedian. You feel like... I feel like a piece of shit. Awkward and vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it depends on what your comedy is, but yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, honestly, dude, like I did a set sober last night, and I talk a lot about like shit that is more fun to talk about when I'm drinking. I realize, like, I did my whole act last night, and I was like, "Fuck, this is more fun." Yeah, so like, rewrite some stuff. Have you guys performed like? When you're totally just like, oh, I've had way too many drinks. Yeah. This is like, yeah. I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. A couple times. Like, yeah. how, how have those sets gone? Well, so when we f- were first starting out, that was like most shows, we were pretty drunk by the time we got on stage because we were so nervous, obviously. Yeah. And so yeah. we would be drinking. We would drink before the shows. We'd be drinking throughout the shows and stuff. And so, and yeah. And drink afterwards as and well. And drink afterwards, did, um, yeah. We had a like a little ritual that we would do because we went to um, Pub 340, little bar um, next to the Canby, mm-hmm. downtown Vancouver. Shout out, R.I.P. R.I.P. We walked <laughs> yeah. past it last our night and it's all boarded up. Fuck it. It's so sad. Yeah. 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 Um, but that was our spot uh, throughout film school. So we would always be drinking there. And then I think... When we started getting on, Susie was the only person that would book us. Um, you know what I mean? So before you're yeah. going to go do like the basement, yep. you know, the same place that we started, same night. Same yeah, night we yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and crazy. Yeah, to me. so we had an early yeah. show, late show, I think. Yeah, December difference. 19th, 2019. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so like we would. Uh, we would kind of have that ritual because we already had it throughout film school. It was like this is kind of like our safe place. Go here, a couple pints, no big deal. Right. And not really realizing um, the way stand up works or whatever. Yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. or. Or the, the kind of like the, the community and stuff like that. Because last yeah. night showing up to a show completely sober, you know, we've been here for a couple of years. These people that we're performing with are now friends. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. you're just kind of having like a, it's a different, it's a totally different thing yeah, than us being yeah. fucking shit terrified. Yeah. At uh, the bar across the street are like Malone's or something like that, just yeah. pounding drinks before set. Well, now right? it's like more about like the the, the, the craft. craft. Yeah, now it's about <laughs> doing well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would give a shit a little bit. Um, well, yeah. it always gave a shit, but I think at first it was just, just kind of getting, getting yeah. used to it and yeah. yeah, getting up on stage. And yeah, there are a couple times, especially at a, at Junction. I remember a couple nights being oh, yeah. pretty fucking drunk on stage and i mean not that 
junction ever went well. Did you ever do a junction? I never did a junction show. Oh, no, man. never did. Did you ever miss out? Oh, it was I've heard. <laughs> I loved them. Yeah. I loved I lo- them. Yeah, yeah, we loved them. Shout out to Jake. The bartender was great to us. Yeah, yeah. It was all comics there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so not that it mattered and not that anything ever did well in that room. But yeah, I remember. When you a got a sets. laugh, you are like, oh, nice. Yeah. Got to make this fucking room crack up. Fucking tough. What were like... Uh, if you look back on like the first, uh, you know, month or whatever of stand up, the first couple months, mm-hmm. do you remember like weird like a uh, thing like habits that you had on stage or any like weird mannerisms or anything like that? Well, I never did too much filming, mm-hmm. so I couldn't ever really see my mannerisms. Um, I'm just trying to think here. I, I, I. I know from like the first couple sets that got filmed because it was like, oh, my first set ever or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I tended to slouch. Right. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's just not a good look. So that totally. was like one of them. I also do a lot of hand gestures. Like mm-hmm. if you look at the photos of me performing, it's always like this or this or like. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I do a lot of that too. I do that. As right. Well, yeah. um, but I'm a hand talker. What the fuck? <laughs> I yeah, guess yeah. so. What's and natural, yeah. I used to I used to hold a drink a lot mm. when I would be up. Yeah. I don't do yeah. that as much anymore, yeah. I guess. I always mm. put it down. But mm. um, yeah, those were a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few bad ones. Like when I got, I did a uh, show at Kino and we came off stage <laughs> and um, I was just meeting Am for the first time. He's like, man, you're really funny, but. Um, would you do your set? The mic is over here. <laughs> so like I'm talking <laughs> with the microphone like a foot away from my face and stuff like that. Like to the side, like mm-hmm. super nervous. Or in a basement, like um like on a really small show, I'd lean up against the wall or you know, just like try right. to do shit that was like too cool, hand on the pocket or stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like I always get like a little too casual where I'm comfortable. Yeah. But looking back. You know what I mean? It's not like it I doesn't like the way, it, like like the way it translates. It looks, right? like it looks uncomfortable on stage, yeah. even though you're just trying to like make your make yourself comfortable. Yeah, I'm just like I'm cool, I'm chilling. I remember I the first so. set that I did watching the video back, and I clearly like didn't know what to do with my hand that wasn't holding the mic, and so my other hand was just like this, the whole time, <laughs> just like awkwardly limp, and then I'd switch and it'd be like the other hand, like <laughs> this. and um, yeah, I used to not stand in the light i remember uh uh sophia actually one the first night that i met her she was like hosting a show i was on i think it was like a month or so in and she was like yeah like yeah like you're really funny but you would get more laughs if you stood in the light because then they can actually see you Mm -hmm. and then i definitely used to say i i used to pace the stage which i still kind of do but not like as frantically yeah you would do like (laughs) a mile in five minutes yeah. yeah <laughs> yeah. And these are all the little things that, yeah. you know, I've certainly learned too of like making sure that you're in the light. Yeah. Right? Not in the dark. Yeah. Um another one uh I found really effective for myself is like if I'm going to move on stage, I move side to side. Like I stand yeah, yeah. in the front half yeah. of it, move side to side yeah. and not going forward. Back. And back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And I find that that's helped a lot. But mm-hmm. man, I, I I struggle watching myself. Like yeah, in general, like worst. I don't even know how to like sit knowing that. It's like, the worst. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do I do this? Am I fidgeting too much? Like yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, definitely. Even if like you have like a really like say you fucking murder, you have a mm-hmm. great set and it was filmed and you're like fuck yeah, we got that on camera. And then you watch the set back and you're like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I do it now. Like I've yeah. um, after filming um, one particular set that I thought went 
pretty well. Um, I was doing jokes about my brother, so I sent him the video. Cause like I'm talking some crazy shit about you up here. You might as well <laughs> you right, might as well hear yeah. about it. And uh, and and he loved it. He thought it was great. So then we're hanging out like a week later, and his buddy is there that hasn't seen it yet. So now I have to sit in the room while my brother shows somebody else a tape of me, and I'm like, fuck this. Like I hate this. Like this is the most <laughs> awkward moment ever. And it's going fine. It's getting laughs or whatever. But I think you're just picking apart all the things you could do better. Right? Yeah. I think that's just what it comes down to, which is a great reason to film and a great reason to look back at all that shit. But, um, you know, I think we all have to be a little bit more forgiving and like understand like that's it's it's all work, right? Like we're all just working to get better. So, I mean, when it comes time to uh, to really analyze the tape, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, and it, it's, doesn't, uh, it doesn't translate as well on video, like unless you're like filming a special and you have multiple angles and it's edited together mm -hmm. to look more natural. Stand up is like a, a live medium. Like For it's sure. not totally. meant to be. You're not meant to watch it filmed. Yeah, you have like a static mm -hmm. tripod camera yeah. in the back, no movement. You're just kind of like watching it, so it can be like that's not the way that I like to consume comedy. So it's not the way that I want to view myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? No, right? for Which sure. Uh, yeah, no. I just um, even like my voice. Sometimes I'm like, do I really sound like that? Oh my god! Oh, like, dude. Yeah. As soon as I go two octaves above this fucking thing, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is happening in there, but I, I know. I know what you mean. Or else, like, yeah, like the levels of my voice can go like from like almost like gravel to like almost like high pitch if I'm like, if I'm whispering, you know, right. just speaking very quiet, which is like, which is weird. But um, I don't know as far as like, uh, like all that, now that you got like a little bit more of like comfortability there, is there anything that you're looking at that you want to try as far as like material wise or... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things, uh, you know, I've been uh, telling people is that, um, you know, gigs, I, I think, are uh, harder to come by than what, uh, you know, we were, what we are accustomed to, like, when we came through, yeah. I guess, pandemic, where it was like, we were... We were like COVID spoiled, I think. Totally, yeah. where we were we just doing, like, yeah. two yeah. to three gigs a week. Totally, and yeah. when you're yeah. doing, uh, you know, comedy that consistently... You know, you are a little bit more comfortable to try newer mm -hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then currently, you know, I'm doing a gig maybe once a week, mm -hmm. once every 10 days. And, yeah. you know, that's just kind of the nature of what uh, yeah. the environment is right now. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm not as willing to try new stuff and more just like wanting to try to keep the rhythm that I have of mm -hmm. like, you know, the 10 that I've been doing yeah, yeah, yeah right and not trying to lose it and, th and, and that kind of wanes in and out mm -hmm. um but also like if you're going to a new show and it's like a booker you haven't actually met it's you know there's an yeah, audition element that on, yeah, to it on monday bring your best shit and then like that. as you get more comfortable and mm -hmm. they know oh no he's funny he's just trying some new stuff yeah right yeah yes, yeah you know yeah, and yeah, especially because if you're doing, if you're only doing it like, you know, once a week or once every 10 days or whatever, every time you do it, then it feels like you're shaking the, the rust off. Right. Totally. And so totally. like, yeah, and uh, it's been it's been so weird since everything reopened because like during COVID, when we were opened mm -hmm. during COVID, there's a lot of shit going on and not as many comics doing it. Right. And so, yeah, we were getting lots of gigs. And then when things reopened again in the summer, it was like super, super busy for, for mm -hmm. a while there. Mm -hmm. and yeah. And now it slowed right down this week. For whatever reason, we've been really busy. Everything this just like, like all of like our shows for yeah. like the mm -hmm. month kind of like lined up to these these couple weeks. Um, and because oh, of that, like, that. Um, yeah. like uh, on uh, Thursday, 
at that show, uh, I like because I had like done other uh, sets throughout the week. I was more comfortable, and also because no one was there. Uh, but I mean, more isn't comfortable. That every gig we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more comfortable to like play around a bit, and also yeah. because I was like, I don't yeah. fucking give a shit. <laughs> I think well, yeah, but when you get that point, like I I don't mind having that kind of mentality going into it because if you're in a room that you're comfortable with and um you know say the turnout might not be there or the show's kind of going like one way or the other then i'm a little bit more inclined to like get a little bit looser and have some fun you know yeah exactly if it's it's like like a shit if it's a shit show yeah shit 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 Mm mm-hmm that's something that's something no if it's if the show is shitty anyways and you're like well fuck it i'll, I'll play around because yeah. this doesn't matter yeah totally yeah i mean uh, what uh you know when i was first starting out um you know i was going to uh, i was at hood 29 and uh you know i've only really been doing comedy for i don't know a few months and mm-hmm. uh, no one was had really turned out it was like an audience of you know maybe five or Classic whatever yeah. yeah and i was just like oh man it's like basically like an open mic and one of the comics uh you know is walking by and he turns around and i mean i i hold this advice up uh really high really glad he told me and i tell it to anyone it's like if you treat it like an open mic it's gonna be like an open mic mm-hmm. right? right no it's a it's a show right yeah. treat it as such, whether there's two people, whether there's, you know, 200 people, mm-hmm. totally. right? Bring your bring your stuff, bring your shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. try to do well. Like, don't be afraid to, you know, try some stuff and mm. w- if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. But, totally. you know, put some, you know, pizzazz behind it. Say Absolutely. it like you mean it and don't go in, you know, feeling defeated. Like, oh, what's yeah, the point? The end of the day, and, like, you know, yeah, like I, the, I, I take mm-hmm. that to every show I, mm-hmm. I do now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I genuinely do believe that helps my performances totally. because yeah. it's like, oh, well, yeah, whether it's two people or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, 30 in these times, yeah. that's yeah. a full and well, show. And totally. that was like, again, on Thursday because like my, my friend was there who had never seen me. I was like, okay, I don't want to just like come up here and fuck around because he's never seen me do stand up before. So I was like doing yeah. actual material and it actually i thought it went like pretty well considering it was all comics and like my friend there i was gonna say like sure. a professional move that you did yeah yeah i was whacked on mushrooms yeah <laughs> wow. i was marveling at that at, at you doing it like i mean if i didn't have a show like i was kind of sitting there being like whoa this is gonna be a train wreck let's get fucked up and watch this <laughs> fucking go down mm-hmm. um and it, uh, you know, it did turn out just to be fun, right? At the end of the day, it's just a bunch of buds, but mm-hmm. that's a really good fucking attitude to have, especially like it doesn't matter if there's only one person there because at the end of the day, that one person came to be entertained. And if exactly, you can fucking yeah. be a bit of a professional about it, mm-hmm. you know, then go, right? I have like stupid fucking optimism in my head that things are going to get better. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and the reality is too, it's like you don't know who's in the audience, right? Like there have been times where there's um, other bookers in there and they're yeah. like, you know, uh, especially now there's been a few instances like I, I hadn't been on the shows but like I'd you know watch them and I take a look and it's like oh I know that guy he's yeah. you know scouting for his show totally. and if you know you treat it as you know a throwaway that's an opportunity that you know may not be thrown in your direction exactly, because you just yeah. you just found uh, it well in, yeah so. no 100 percent. we had that i mean nothing's really panned out from that but that was a like a, that, yeah, yeah that yeah. was really cool to um to do a show and yeah so yeah exactly whoever was scouting for for whatever he was doing he kind of mm-hmm. came out old dude and his wife 
and uh the yeah. uh, the, uh, the italian guy who i think uh, that you met as well yeah uh, mario mario yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. you know what i mean so like if you're gonna you know yeah. just um fuck off and i'm just doing this to you know yeah. for whatever reason i think like i don't know every time that you do it you got to remember regardless of what you're going through in your life regardless of what like i mean the bullshit of the day right if you're there like remember like you're still fucking there to do a job, right? Yeah, exactly. Do yeah, it well. treat it like a job, even if so. you're not getting paid and it is an open mic. Still do your best because at the end of the day, when you're doing a set, every set is practice. So if you're just going to treat it like whatever, this doesn't matter, then it's like, well, then if you're doing that, then there is no point doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. we're not we're not Allen Iversons at comedy yet, right? We can't yeah. put <laughs> it in like no, yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah. we're exactly. talking about practice. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I will not. tell you, I'll yeah. be the first to tell you, I need work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I do need to, you know, to iron that shit out or to, you know, to, to get it to where it's good. That's the thing about comedy is that every fucking comedian needs practice. Even if you're fucking Dave Chappelle, if when you're working up to your special, you still need to go and do sets in, in clubs and shit. Like every fucking For comedian sure, yeah. needs practice mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. Bill Burr, you know, he's yeah. working his stuff out for know the, mm-hmm. the year or two before he puts out the special mm-hmm. like uh, you know you need you totally. need the That's reps the i mean i yeah. bet the motherfucker that painted the mona lisa had some sketches kicking around too this unknown artist who painted the mona yeah, lisa and you know and i brought a bottle of gin i'm not fact checking i don't know i wanted to say like dicaprio but i just da vinci and that was gonna be and i think that's the i think that's the key right is that you know it's it's about the process of it right mm-hmm. like you know do we all wish that we had a netflix special like coming up like absolutely but you know it, you you can only get there by doing all of the things exactly. before that mm-hmm. time right Fuck yeah, it takes a lot of goddamn yeah. work to well, get yeah. there and i mean unfortunately like or fortunately however you want to look at it is that like we got a long way to go which is great mm-hmm. um and you there's like so much to learn i would be um, like really nervous getting a getting an opportunity, like right now. Just somebody mm-hmm. saw me have a good set or whatever, and you maybe get something a little bit too quick. Yeah. Because I know, like, I respect the shit so much that um, that well, I'm fucking terrified of it. You know what I mean? That I want it to be like the best that I possibly could. Uh, be, oh, right? for sure. Like, yeah. if someone's like, "Yo, we should like film you do an hour," I'd be like, uh, "Fuck no. off! Yeah. <laughs> no way! There's yeah. no way!" I'm like, ten minutes was like. The new hurdle I did like sure. recently, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, that was that was good, right?" Like, but it's all baby steps, right? It mm-hmm. was, you know, want to get on a booked uh, show, then it was a booked weekend show, yeah. then it was like, "Oh, I want to get paid," and then mm-hmm. it's like, maybe I go travel to do a show, totally. and then mm-hmm. it's like, it's all the attainable mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, yeah working you from get five to, to seven, eight, seven to eight. Yeah, whatever, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. giving them the honestly, it's putting in the work and giving the people. Mm-hmm. Um, in the scene, especially promoters, the confidence that they're going to do it, right? Right now, exactly. there's not really, like, there's only really one show up and go up open mic, right? So, yeah. if you're going to get booked and get steady anywhere, even from, like, you're, a, like, consistent. Yeah, you're working you. and you're doing the thing, right? So, I mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, like, that that's important. Yeah. To and that's the thing, too. I feel like every, I mean, like, not most people in comedy want to be successful and, com- like, they want to do it as a career. Maybe not no, most people, but... Uh, I would say the majority of comedians that we know mm-hmm. are like wanting to make a career. I would love it. to be a tour and, and road act and not have to work in the morning. All yeah, my whole of job course. is to be set up. Yeah. Like that was my goal. But then I think at the same time, most people, and especially like I've heard uh, like professional comedians talk about this too. 
you want uh, something and you feel like you're ready for it before you actually are because right. you just like want it so bad. And so it's like, yeah, totally. if someone like came up and was like, you know, um, well, you should, uh, you're, I'm going to give you, uh, you know, 20 minutes for uh, Netflix degenerates or, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, something like that. Be like, fuck yeah, that that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. But then like, knowing that really like you're not ready not ready for that and it could then fuck mm-hmm. you up in the long term if you start getting opportunities that you're not prepared imagine for. if the first 20 minutes that you had yeah. fucking goes <laughs> out there and exactly. then now you have to tour and shit and you have to, like you have nothing else yeah. that would be exactly, fucking crazy yeah and i mean yeah it takes not only the time that it takes to you know to write and test that material but the time that it takes to really fucking polish and really like you know even mm-hmm. have the fun with it and have be comfortable I mean, yeah confidence in there is that like mm-hmm. i have um like a bunch of material, but they're like chunked into, um, into like smaller sections because not having the opportunity to do 20 minutes or to do something like mm-hmm. that. And I try to like, I have all my shit basically written out, like how it's going to flow together once I get the opportunity mm-hmm. to let it, mm-hmm. you right. know what I mean? But right. right now it's just, it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So like having the, not only wanting to hit every step, but also, you know, having, fun with it and switching up what order you're playing with mm-hmm. it in and stuff yeah. like that which has been fun but i've even in the past couple of weeks like i'm noticing that my openers i'm way too comfortable with you know what i mean like right. watching you do my openers <laughs> when i was high on mushrooms that was amazing <laughs> show oh me yours God. podcast <laughs> listeners oh, something that happened yeah it. i will fucking tell you i okay uh. so for the for the viewer for the home listener the three of us are at a show on thursday night and I get really fucked up with friend of the show. You guys love him, Tyler Bossonol. Yeah, yeah. Bossonol. And Bossonol. we fucking got way higher than we expected to off these little mushroom mm-hmm. pills. And when Jackie gets up there and finishes her set and looks at her phone, she's like, oh, I'm going to try some new stuff. I legitimately was like excited to hear her try <laughs> some new stuff. I was so, I'm like, oh, dope. Like, I, you know, I haven't heard her, you know, she hasn't pitched me anything. This is going to be dope. Fucking Jackie's hilarious. And then she just does my act, and <laughs> oh fuck! The, be- the best part about it was is that it's it was just the opening line. It was like <laughs> the first couple beats of a song, and you can like immediately know, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my you god, act my fire!" Right, like that's the thing. It's like you immediately know what the song was, and you're like, "This is great." <laughs> Right. It was awesome too because like being surrounded with like every comic and there's friends of ours and they all know my shit or they at least know that fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, Fuck. I was like, I didn't know what to do because everyone, because no one was there. So everyone was doing new material or doing shit in character. And I was like, I have nothing and I want to actually do a set uh, because my friend is here. And then I get to the end of it. And then I was like, I kind of want to like have fun too. And I'd like written down some of Johnny's jokes. Yeah, granted, like when when we were watching the first show, everybody (laughs) had their thing going on. And, um, you know, Jackie looked at me, you're like, I don't have any of this like Halloween stuff. And I was like, fuck, do my act. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Before I ate the mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as those mushrooms kicked in and I forgot that that was going to happen to powdered beers too. I was like, oh, And I wasn't even going, even after we had, we had talked about it and I wrote down a few of them, I wasn't even going to, but then I got to like the end of my set and I didn't want to do more of my material. Right. And I was like, oh, well like he's not going to fucking light me anytime soon here. So I guess I'll just do It was hilarious and it was funny (laughs) because honestly, like I was nervous last night going on stage because um 
I still like those jokes, but I was like, that was a fucking experience. Yeah. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if that? So like, I did, but I almost wanted to acknowledge it last night yeah. and be like, hey guys, I heard these sh- jokes just the way you did. Like I was an audience member for these jokes last night, and I'm really glad that you were into them. Because could, <laughs> could you imagine if that became like some weird norm that like the Vancouver comedy scene does when it's like. Because especially now, there's well, every, everybody so does many each other's shows. Act? Yeah, that yeah. would be fucking <laughs> right. Yeah. And just, how awful would that be? I don't I, know. I would. It I, would be kind of if there was yeah. just like if someone like rented out Little Mountain Gallery just for that, just, just for, for comics. comics to do yeah. each other's material. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be like a fun I mean, one-off. If you were selling yeah. tickets to that shit. That would be the Don't weirdest. No, no, it. this yeah. wouldn't be like a ticketed <laughs> event. Yeah. This is yeah. like for those moments where it was like, like no one's in. Like yeah, party. right. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, maybe we should just make that the comedians' Christmas, Christmas party, party where we just do each other's. Bits. Everybody oh just fucking. God. Are we like we? I think we just came up with. I idea. think you might have just yeah. come up with something. No one, no one can steal it now. Not <laughs> a lot of good ideas yeah, yeah, happen yeah. on this podcast. So like that, was, that might be like one of the few. Yeah. <laughs> but you like don't, bulbs, and, yeah. and you do it like uh, like a secret Santa. So everyone like puts their own name, and oh, so you and don't. You have know. to pull, you draw, and like then you have day, to draw like, like a couple so days before, so you have time to yeah, like, exactly, and, and so yeah, you don't yeah. know what like that comedian people are doing. Yeah, right. Oh man, that would be fuck. Just before the show, somebody gives you an extra tight hug, and you're like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it, but it would just be so demoralizing if it was just like, "Wow, that actually works so much better for them than it does for me." Like, could you imagine? Yeah, oh god, it would. Yeah. But like, I would be horrified. But no, but there's like, so there's a few. I'm not saying that I have enemies. I'm not saying that there's, you know, but there's some people that like aren't my friends. Exactly. That's what I was just saying. That it would be really fun to do there (laughs) (laughs) and crush with it. Right. (laughs) It would then suck if that like was a thing for like to have like a comedian who maybe you're not friends with or whatever to see them do your act. You'd be like, fucking get my words out of your mouth. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. That's why I don't think it would would for sure get really nasty real quick. We would have to do it in a group of like 12 of us all good comics on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just thinking of like what guy would be the funniest to do your set? <laughs> Bang. Oh my God. <laughs> just that Bang. would be amazing. Robert. Friend of the show, Robert Pang coming. Yeah. Oh man. Like a Robert Pang emerging from the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting meta. That is fucking oh crazy. I think God. it's a I think it's a wicked That's idea, a but it's one idea. of those ones yeah. that like You'd have to have such like good trust. And we would have to yeah. select the comics on yeah. the show. That's why I say like if you rent out Little Mountain Gallery and it's just like a an insular thing, and so that way it's not like a free for all. You like select yeah. certain comics. You to could be al- on it. you yeah. could also s- like as a comic say I'd only allow like this group, and you can just do like pockets or mm-hmm. like because there's different friend groups within the community as well, right? That are right. really tight, and totally. you yeah, know exactly. they yeah. would probably be comfortable better suited doing each other's yeah yeah. right and i think that's what it really comes down to is that you know what makes it funny is the fact that the you know the trust and the relationship is there right and i Mm -hmm. think that's just in general with comedy is like the trust aspect yeah and like you know the empathy like the ability to put yourself in that other person's shoes and if you don't really care for that other person or they don't really care for you then it just it doesn't Exactly. It it's not going to feel like buds, right? Like it should feel like friendship and yeah. fun. Then like that yeah. would be the shit. But yeah, like that would be. 
like an off, yeah. like an mm-hmm. offside like what I joke. I just said a yeah, couple minutes ago, exactly. but like being a fucking dick about it. Like yeah. that's not yeah. like that no. shouldn't happen. No. No. It would be very fun. Yeah, <laughs> for one person, yeah. not you. That's, but that's like, like, yeah. imagine, so say like you, we we draw like a week beforehand or whatever, and then you get to one, but you have to do like research on it. So all of a sudden, you notice like one person, one comic is just showing up at all of your shows, <laughs> taking. Oh, notes. God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just doing the most heinous thing in comedy yeah. you could do, stealing and Dang. writing. That would yeah, just be yeah, fucking hilarious. <laughs> Watch it become like, start as like such a, like, we, uh, this conversation started out like, that would be so funny and happy. And then it just became so toxic. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Immediately. Like, well, five, with five minutes. Yeah. Well, like, for, hosting the, yeah. for hosting this fucking show. Well, totally. But like, that's the thing about like this fucking art form is that it's so individualistic, like more so than fucking anything. And I mean, like a visual art or whatever right obviously yeah. like that like picasso was picasso or like saber is saber if you're a fan of graffiti art like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that nobody else does it the way that that fucking person does it yeah so when you see somebody else do it in any other art community and like both comedies but especially as well right is like you're fucking biting and you're stealing and like that's like you know it's never fucking acceptable right so um like to to you know to open the door for this specific type of show would be something completely different right right but the idea of having to do the homework because like unless it was unless it was Jackie mm-hmm. because we go to every fucking show together For and sure. we're always there doing mm-hmm. the thing like I totally could I'd have to practice it here a couple times first or whatever but I guarantee fucking to you I could get five of your material like mm-hmm. uh, if I couldn't then I'm a terrible friend but like yours would be fucking difficult right or yeah. like any mm-hmm. anybody else even like yeah. um, you know any any good friends would be tough i'm trying to think of um like i could do specific jokes of yours that yeah, you know, right that. but to do your whole act or to do your mannerisms and to, you know or whatever to do that yeah. whole thing yeah that would, that would actually take like a little exactly. bit of you would need to do fucking research fuck on yeah, and to. imagine like doing someone who like d- does a lot of uh who riffs a lot like you get like pang or or even like um or even darcy who doesn't necessarily he riffs a lot, but it's like his whole his act and why it's so brilliant is because it's him. Imagine anyone else doing Darcy's suck. material. <laughs> that yeah. would suck. Yeah. I just I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. You know, but like if you could, but if you could like bang down and not taking anything away from any other like comedian or whatever, like a guy like Sean McDonald, also fucking exactly. brilliant. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. That you know, but I think his would up. be a more easy style to impersonate. Mm-hmm. You know, just because the way um, his material is and the way that he is on stage, I would be way e- like if yeah. I if I pulled his name out of the hat, I'd be I'd be way more comfortable doing it. But then than you like would. A Darcy would or but do like you that. think you'd be able to remember five minutes worth of Fuck his no. material? He's, he's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> he's <so good>. yeah. <laughs> exactly. No like chance. even if you like went to like say you had a week and you went to all of his shows that week, a lot of it would just be like really good, really good riffing, really good mm-hmm. crowd work. And it's like, all right, well, I can't fucking do that. So like, you know, you mm-hmm. there would be like there are a few jokes of Sean's that I would be able to to remember, but yeah. for the most part it's like I can't well, I can't I do what he does. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's yeah, what I think yeah. that's what that's what'll set this mm. thing apart. Because like even if you're you know, you're you're taking art from whatever and um you know, making music or um, you know, putting it on a canvas or like doing any of that, then mm-hmm. you you can be like really good at stealing and pass it off as your own. And get success, right. but I don't fucking think you could do that and have any longevity, like no, in college. for sure, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, yeah. like a Mencia, fucking, you know what I mean, like shit like that. Yeah, is bound to fucking happen because this is something that we're. First of all, we're all in the room. We're all present. Yeah, yeah. right. So like, for if you sure. think you're gonna get away with some crazy shit like that, like no, we're all listening. Yeah, we're all yeah. Like, totally. You know, right. So like that would never fucking happen. 
Um, or like if it did, then it would be like, um, you know, like really fucked up circumstances, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like the most successful person in the room was just stealing from it. Like, like right. that Nancy a fucking thing happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, I, I would be like, I think it would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It would be a great story that we could all talk mm-hmm. about for 10 fucking years. Yeah. But like, I think like we would all be doing ourselves a disservice yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it it'd be funny if there was like yeah like 10 comics that you picked specifically to to do it yeah. i could think of yeah. three more people that would be fun to do if like yeah. it's just like we just had a small <laughs> private party but i don't know i don't think yeah that. i don't know about uh, <laughs> renting out a, a no i don't know that. if you yeah. do it as a show i think uh, you know if you're like to do it as like a, a christmas, christmas party, party yeah and it's like you, it's the christmas people party. you want to hang out with anyways exactly and then yeah. you just like did it as like an impersonation Right, yeah, just the same yeah, way that yeah. you know. I, when I think of it, it's like you know SNL, and you're impersonating yeah. uh, someone like Alec Baldwin doing Trump. You just turn the dial on the mannerisms like a to a hundred, uh, totally, yeah. and it only is funny because everyone in the room knows the individual so well that dude we're gonna do it works. it has to be a karaoke party right because yeah, like we go to a karaoke like a, bar like yeah, that would be the perfect yeah, place to do it they have the private yeah. rooms and shit like yeah. that you get like seven people in there fun. that'd be fucking yeah. that would be awesome yeah well maybe we, maybe should, we should uh we should look at that we christmas should, yeah, christmas funny funny christmas <laughs> christmas is coming up Mozzie's yeah. fucking moving out, but that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is a podcast. You can't talk about my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, Mozzie? <laughs> 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 Worst Christmas ever. Worst Christmas ever. Christmas sucks ass. But I think we should totally do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Absolutely. Secret Santa, but comedy style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fuck, I had another question I was going to ask, but now it's... Oh, Jackie, that's great radio. Jimmy, tell me, we're talking golf now. Oh, yes, we're going to talk golf? that's what I was going to do. That, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, golf, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So for go. the listener, yeah, yeah, for the yeah. listener, if anybody that doesn't know, Jimmy here, very funny man, great friend, good dude, hanging out. I go to play golf with this fucking guy, and it turns out, could be professional, could have been professional, could still potentially be professional where are you at in in the golf world what's right your now, evaluation other than not giving a fuck about <laughs> golf. Yeah. yeah yeah so the the background of uh me playing golf was um always been uh, an individual who played sports growing up as i think many canadians did right it was like yeah of course i mean yeah but would you like uh, run soccer. the gamut i did basketball and like sure. um, kickboxing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that yeah cool. um and then golf was just the one that i um decided to pursue at a young age and just like focused on that did you excel at it from a pretty young age like was there a point where they were like oh like we should focus on this say more than hockey or more than anything else yeah it was i I definitely had more success in golf than i did like uh any other sports um and uh was always like really competitive in in the top and then um yeah i think at about 10 or 11 that was when i like had stopped doing all the other sports and then just did golf but like, like that's a, that's a even pretty young to um i mean for any kid to to like specialize because i mean that's at 10 years old game. i was still playing little yeah. league baseball ba- you know what i mean like mm-hmm. still like doing any like everything and yeah, i mean I whether or not i was like excelling yeah. you know at basketball was never right know, right this was never a, a point like where i'm like oh wait i mean i'm so good at this thing that i'm only going to focus on this at 10 right yeah mm-hmm. um it was it, it was a conversation I guess I kind of had with dad. I mean, like how, you know, how much uh, importance do you as a 10-year-old have when you're mm-hmm. talking to your father about stuff? But, you know, there was an aspect of, you know, if you want to do this at like a high level, you do kind of need to make 
that decision yeah. right and to to focus you can't be splitting your time especially when like with other sports you know maybe injury comes up or was mm-hmm. there did you ever have any fuck you attitude in your because like if your dad's saying like i was always like fuck you i'm gonna prove you wrong and then probably fail but if your dad's like hey you could be okay at a bunch of things mm-hmm. or you could be great at one thing and for a 10 year old to like decide like, yeah because you know, like little league at least like all that other shit you're still out there with your friends yeah like, golf yeah, is still golf pretty is like a very individual, individual sport, well yeah. the thing with like so the last two sports i was playing uh you know at the same time was golf and hockey and i had given up like baseball and soccer and those kinds of things and part of the reason was that uh with hockey you know i was uh a good player but Mm -hmm. i never made it to any kind of rep hockey teams so i did really well in house yeah but it was never like you know elevated to that next level and i you know i kind of saw that as a young kid and i was like you know I, I just don't think I'm, you know, part of that top top tier, and sure. I, I didn't really want it a, a, as bad. And then mm-hmm. golf, I you know, I saw Plus some you success. Plus, whack a ball. Yeah, <laughs> like and, and you're not going like to get like horrific head injuries. Yeah, and, and you know, Dad, yeah. I think, you know, saw the opportunity and the uh, talent that I that mm-hmm. I did have, and he he let me. Well, there's make something the there's something really impressive yeah. about a young kid that can golf. My brother's best friend. Um, very, very prolific drug dealer. We're really hoping that uh, that the court. Go, I mean, I'm not alleged. <laughs> alleged. Alleged. <laughs> Everything is very cool. That's a that's a, that's a businessman, right? Hey, man, there. I'm from exactly. a small town, and the amount of yeah, the uh, honestly, everything that he did for his but is fucking incredible. The things that he did in ten years, and like actually did some cool shit for the community. Very good guy. Um, a very good friend of mine. And um, but when everybody in that small town knows what you're doing, right. you just eat a whole can doing. of tuna. <laughs> Off camera, for those that are listening, my roommate uh, Mozzie back here just housed a fucking can of tuna. <laughs> They're just eating it from the can. <laughs> Out of the can into the man, I would say. I, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I like how that's the like slide. level of canned tuna. It's like I spent big dollars <laughs> and got the oh, three tuna, dollar right? can. Yeah. This motherfucker, yeah, he. Ca- I, I believe him. I believe yeah. him. <laughs> Okay, oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Can't have anything. Yeah. Mozzie's a fucking purist. <laughs> can't, yeah. Canned tuna, I just can't get behind. It's just one, really? of, the, one of the foods that I'm just... Yeah, you don't Maybe spend the extra the dollar. The Maybe extra dollar the on the fancy. <laughs> yeah, right? It's got olive oil <laughs> yeah. in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated by it because I'm not yeah. a canned fish person either, but yeah. I am thinking about just getting healthy and I'm like, my, my, body is, my body is turning 31. Yeah. And uh, I'm noticing it. My shirts are small. We're obviously like, not starting today since we're pounding a bottle of gin. Hungover as fuck. I'm, I'm telling You're you, gone. I feel much better. I feel, <laughs> I feel <laughs> fantastic. I feel right now. <laughs> what hangover? Oh, but yeah, okay, so sorry. Back to my No, so I'm so back to sorry. I, I interrupted um, you. The thing that like, yeah. everybody in town knows what this person is up to, and um, however you feel about crime is how you feel about crime, but these are like my childhood friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just something that... Uh, I just like grew up with these people. So when I'm having a conversation with my grandparents, my nono fucking God rest his soul, he's sitting um, at the dinner table and he's, you know, he's asking about all the neighborhood kids because I maybe only come back home to town once, twice a year or whatever. Right. So we're having a Christmas dinner and he goes, hey, so I saw your friend, this guy. I saw your friend, this guy. Right. And then he goes, I saw this particular friend. You know, what the fuck is he doing? And I'm like, well, he's just doing his thing. You know, yeah, but he doesn't have to have all the tattoos and the chains and the flashy car and this, you know. And that's my Nono's way of saying this guy's going to get fucking arrested. He's going to get caught, right? Which is totally fair enough. So my Nono's no fucking, uh, he was no dummy, right? So everybody kind of knew what was going on. 
and um, uh, for a childhood friend of yours, I mean, kind of like one of my older brothers, my brother's best friend, right? So um, for me, I always have to be like, yeah, what are you going to do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That guy's living his life is whatever, right? So as much as they knew um, what was going on behind the scenes and how much they disproved of it, none of that mattered because my Nona would look at me and be like, holy fuck, he can hit a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy's a golfer, right? So like when you see, you know, the kid grow up on the course and always, you know, um, been very good right even to the point now where he's taking like business clients <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. onto the course to you know yeah. what i mean on his dollar right let's go play yeah. 18 you know holes or whatever right but and we're back ready. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> after a small uh, after after a short break but mm-hmm. um yeah basically to sum that story up regardless of what um uh what was going on in that uh, person's particular life the recognize <laughs> my my grandfather recognizing the fact that this kid was so goddamn skilled at golf that made every other, you know, kind of slip up in his life seem merely right. consequential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So there had to be that point when, um, you know what I mean? Like we said, when you were a kid that obviously there was, um, there was something there, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. we could like, you know, foster this talent to the point where you're just going to focus on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think every parent, you know, um, sees something in their kid. Right. You know, when you spend that much time with um, anyone in general, right, like you get to see their Mm -hmm. their talents and their possibilities. And Mm -hmm. um, for parents, obviously, you know, they can see their kids, you know, doing some incredible things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of those was for me, golf. And well, like it really was. And not only to the point like um, like as a as a as a young Canadian athlete, Jimmy, there was only one, two guys that I knew that were even looked at and scouted to go down like to go down south right right mm-hmm. to gonzaga university yep. is a fucking sports school like i mean as a, as a young basketball player in western canada you know yeah, about, yeah it goes eggs right yeah but, yeah goes eggs um yeah so when um like at what point like you graduated up here and then you go fish mm-hmm. out of water like i'm gonna go pursue golf in y- the states like, yeah how? so my story uh was a little bit more um, I bounced around a little bit more than that, right? Uh, I was a good player, but I didn't get the same looks that a lot of other uh, kids did. Racism? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Half racism. <laughs> half racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only half of me you can be racist about, right? The other half, not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Not so bad for a lot of people. Um <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later, I guess. Yeah. We? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Can't, we can't the just bring that. Yeah, yeah, we can't <laughs> bring that up and not talk about it. We oh, still got yeah. a quarter bottle, Jimmy. This is gonna be the longest <laughs> episode we've ever done. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we if any of you guys are wondering why we're going long, Jimmy brought a whole bottle. So yeah. We're gonna well, it. So Let's go. And we agreed that we would not stop until the bottle was, was finished. finished. We, yeah. we made this agreement before today when we were all hungover, but uh, but now we're I, I think it was a great idea because I was no because as soon as well when when we poured the drinks and had the first sip i i said this is gonna go one of two ways either this is gonna be the best like it's gonna because hair of the dog it depends on what kind of hangover you have sure sometimes yeah. that is a terrible That's idea right. and you physically cannot make yourself drink yeah. other times turns it right around <laughs> yeah. we lucked out like today. This yeah. we're on the upswing <laughs> yeah. we're on the upswing <laughs> Uh, where were we on the <laughs> golf though? <laughs> we got so, so you, were, you bounced you around a little bit. Yeah. Before. So, uh, oh right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was trying to go to, um, what's called like the, um, uh, big conference 
schools, right? So, uh, you know, Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, like those kinds of schools. Where does Gonzaga lie in that? They usually do pretty so well as far as like basketball goes. Yeah, but I so don't they're know referred those. to as a mid-major okay. school, which is like all the conferences um, – you know, outside of those big ones. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, they're a part of what's called uh, the West Coast Conference. Okay. And um, But, sorry, just to even clarify uh, a little bit deeper than that, like the Pac-12, Big Ten, I mean, I only know college sports through March Madness and through basketball. So yep. are, are they usually, because, I mean, obviously, like, um, you know, a school like Alabama or something, a yep. phenomenal basketball program, would they be considered in a Big Ten as well for like other sports as well? Or does that just mainly so cover it, the... Yeah, so the Alabama's in the uh, SEC, yes. um, which is uh, one of the, the biggest, mm-hmm. uh, if not the biggest because of their football. Yeah. Um, and all those conferences make uh, tons of money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not every school can be like that and so there's like a tier just below it which is usually uh you know you get athletes that don't get the same kind of looks right Um, for sure doesn't mean that the talent in those schools isn't no and given the opportunity like in the in the like in um competition you know those lesser schools sometimes you know will rise up like you know a lot farther than yeah they're they're given credit for and gonzaga is a perfect example with their basketball program they've done uh so well the last, I don't know, I guess, you know, what was it, 15 or t- at least t- in the last 10 years, they've done some incredible things. And then this run they've had the last five where, you know, they're number one in the in the country. Doing right? solid. And mm-hmm. I mean, when I was um, like playing high school basketball from oh three to 08, still nothing to shake a stick at. You know no, what I mean? for right? sure. So they've been like, um, you know, contending, right? Yeah. And, you know, Mark Few has been doing some unreal things with that program, getting some really great talents and, you know, developing some good talent that goes on to do some uh, great things. But, um, you know, my journey to get there uh, was, you know, I was I was focused on the bigger schools. And then when I wasn't getting offers or the attention that, you know, I was hoping for, I was like, you know what, maybe this is the end of the line for me. Maybe this is where my golf career stops. And But now um, for a golfer, like, is that, um, it's, it's, Every other sport, um, you know, well, other than like skateboarding, I follow skateboarding. It's a very individualistic thing, right? And there's no college program for it. And I always thought golf would have been something similar. Like if you have the ability mm-hmm. to play, then you could be okay. But is it the competition that you're around, the opportunity to get better playing in um, with college? Or is that is that kind of like the route for more um, golfers to go? Yeah, so I would say... Um, it's it's definitely part of the the track for a lot of uh, players to to do um, a lot of uh, guys on the PGA tour. You know they have a base in uh, playing college golf, um, mm-hmm. and not all of them are in uh, you know major conferences. Um, you know, and uh, it's an individual sport, so it's you know really dependent on your totally. development. And yeah. how do how, real quick, how do we feel about Shambo? <laughs> How do we feel? I mean, man, that guy is doing some uh, inc- crazy things, right? Like he, he is a fucking ball, man. He hits a bomb, and you know he was always a, a great player um, in college. Uh, you know, did some uh, incredible things, and you know, it, it's. I think it's the same thing with anything in life. When you go against the social norm, that's a really big thing. And with Deshambo, obviously, like. His thing is that every club has to be the same length. And, um, 
that's just not something that like for you like for me like um my brother like the granted the clubs that i own i've never played a whole round with because my brother just gave them to me right. and, like i mean we've had the opportunity to go to a few times you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. mm-hmm. and, and whack around i've never played as well as when i'm playing with your club because it has like a sweet spot <laughs> that you've worked into it. And everybody's like, fuck, man, you're hitting the ball really good. And I'm like, yeah, Jimmy's club just has this fucking mark yeah. on it. I just try to hit the, the same mark. I mean, there are, there are guys that have that mark on their putter because they like putt so much. No shit. It. But um, yeah, no, DeChambo, uh, he really, uh, you know, changed the game in so many ways, right? Well, there's um, some guys the that are with him right now that I think is really interesting for the Golf Network to actually get some viewers on it. Now there's a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Because no, there was, a, I can't remember who was talking, but DeChambeau like walks by and apparently his cleats or, you know, his golf shoes are like regulation, but they're like metal and like people, they, so they can hear him kind of clopping, yeah. clopping across the You're ground. You're talking about the, uh, oh my gosh, how, how do I not I can't remember. My, my brother sent me the thing, so yeah. I can't remember the golfer, but you could just see him like on PGA TV be like, this fucking guy. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing, right? Is it's such an individual sport, and it's um, one of the few sports where it's not dependent on a bias, right? right. It's like at the end of the yeah. day, what's what was your score? It's no shit. And that's just how you're measured. And are you able to get the ball in the hole mm-hmm. um, in less strokes than the next guy? Yeah, and over the course no of like three days too. What I what I think what a lot of what I'm starting to realize, and I don't know, maybe other people didn't realize it, is that the the amount of golf that you're playing to win one of these Masters is not just the best of 18 holes. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I mean, no. right? Like that, and like that means that like that is a true. Like the winner of those fucking tournaments, you could tell like that guy earned it that weekend. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? They played the best and they, yeah. you know, deserved it. And, the, you know, that's uh, that's, you know, how it comes And And there's bad bounces and there's lucky bounces and things that yeah. help or hurt you. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, yeah, no, for sure. There's uh, there's no uh, the thing that we've always said as golfers is there's no there's no pictures on the scorecard. Right. It doesn't matter how you get the ball in the hole. It just mm-hmm. matters that it no does. Shit. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's yeah. right. As opposed to every other sport, there's, you know, uh, he throws funny or he skates weird or yeah. like the, th- you know, there's ways that people will kind of. Oh, playing diminish. basketball. It was always like um, even even a player that would put up good uh, good numbers if they shot funny or, you know what I mean? If they like handled the ball weird, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, we, we it, regardless of the, the numbers that you're putting up, it still mm-hmm. looks fucking weird how you get it done. Right. For sure. So, and mm-hmm. I mean, and when we talk about it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, he's changed the game and uh, I don't know how many, uh, individuals will, you know, do what he's done, but he's found. Well, yeah, because you're, he's taking like dog legs off of courses, right? Like just like hammering a fucking ball around the corner. Kind yeah, of thing, I right? think that is something that uh, he, you'll see younger kids uh, pick up the same way that Tiger Woods, you know, brought um, uh, power. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> yes, Jack. There was that too. Okay, Tiger brought pussy to golf. Yeah, I mean, whoa. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's tough, man. Like, <laughs> that's a lot to handle. No, there was guy. a theory. There was a theory when Tiger wasn't playing well. Uh, Michael Rappaport was saying like Tiger needs to go back into a TGI Fridays and fuck yeah. a waitress because <laughs> yeah. when he's at the top of his level, <laughs> like, that's yeah. how we. You can't change anything. Like it's um, it's almost like yeah. baseball. Um, 
uh, very superstitious sport, right? You know, right, you got to yeah. wear the same tie, you got to wear the same, you know, like a manager has to do yep. the, you know, or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Tiger, Tiger has to go to a Hooters to, yeah. and fuck every girl that works there for yeah. him to really compete at that level. Right. He does much worse when his marriage is going well. <laughs> 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 Which is fascinating for a player at that level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh man. Um, what was the best score that you ever shot? And was there any, was there like, like your grandma died? Or like, was there ever like was there ever a situation <laughs> like that? We're going to see if there's a correlation between trauma no, and good No, no, there's definitely nothing. Okay. Nothing <laughs> like that. Nothing <laughs> nothing traumatic <laughs> with, with me in that regard. That, that worked okay, in my sorry, favor. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 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 but tell us about your trauma. <laughs> tell us about your trauma. Well, that's part of the racism that we're about to go through, right? Like, <laughs> no, we're going to get that later. We're gonna, we still have a lot of bottle here. <laughs> that was the whole thing of me just figuring out, oh, my God, am I a person of color? Like, that's, <laughs> we're, we'll go into that later. It's fascinating. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where were we with the golf? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was sorry. Okay, so sorry. Before uh, the before the quick um, uh, yeah. the Bryson DeChambeau thing, it was kind of like you finding um, where you could compete, yeah, and how you could um, you know maybe take it to the next level or continue like a you know a collegiate uh, career in golf. Yeah. So um, at the time when I was graduating, I wasn't getting a whole lot of looks, and you know I thought, oh, this is probably maybe the end of the line, and I'll go play golf uh you know at a canadian school and it'll just be kind of more for fun um so maybe anybody um has anybody um been successful coming out of canadian schools yeah yeah for sure yeah, okay, i mean it, but it's it, it's hard it's harder right um, were you the kind of guy that needed the competition to grow as a golfer as well uh for sure okay, i think it's just enough. like anything when you're surrounded by sure. top tier talents um it just helps you. Get oh, dude, better. I played yeah. basketball in the West Kootenays and I was good. Like I put yeah. up like numbers and shit. But then we went to provincials and I came down here and I was getting fucking dunked on by guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I'm six foot three and I'm the tallest guy on my squad and the point guard that we're playing against is six foot three. Right. Like we're in a fucking we're in some trouble. Right? Yeah, it's possible. But it's it's like anything. If you're the best at whatever you're doing and you're um, yeah, if you're the best at whatever you're doing in a smaller pool, yeah. then that's not the best space for your development. Yeah, right? yeah. That's it's why you're detrimental you need to like it. Some I think. Level yeah. Of competition. Yeah, to, right. You to need to, yourself. and it's yeah. the same thing with comedy and why yeah, it's like I'm really yeah. glad mm. to be in the Vancouver scene. Is yeah. you are so going up with some of the best and funniest comics. Yeah, and tough audiences too. And like tough audiences, and from what I hear, a lot of people that come here because like I not having the experience of going to say. Well, we did though though that one set in Montreal and the. That crowd, it was the hottest crowd sure, we've yeah. ever seen, and it was that was just like, like a uh, regular Friday for yeah, them, yeah. and it was like a small venue too. It wasn't like yeah. a big show or anything, but it's like yeah, I mean they the packed them in there. Let's area. say maybe seventy, you know, fifty, seventy people or something like that mm -hmm. in the basement there, which was great. But you could tell the. Um, you know, the, the crowd or like the energy in a city was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And to talk to other comics and say that, like, you know, they're almost jealous that they don't get the opportunity to kind of develop, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. around here. Because, yeah, you are going on against, yeah. you know, it's some of the people that are fucking like the next up, especially like I love doing one liners and shit. I'm on a show yeah. with Bobby Warner. I'm like, fuck, man, this kid's the next guy coming up. Right? Yeah, you better totally. Better fucking one liners. It's similar to New York, I think. Whereas, like, New everyone knows New York breeds the best comedians because it's tough audiences and so many good comics that right. you're competing against and i think vancouver is very similar to that 
Yeah, there. I mean, there's certainly aspects. I think it's just like harder, right? Because there's just mm-hmm. less of us. I think at that point, it's just a population difference. Because I mean, in New York State, you have as many people as you have in the fucking country here. You know, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, a lot of that, like, given there's probably a lot of more opportunity and uh, you know, this they and that, can but go. Uh, they can do fucking three sets a night every night in New York. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, which is not the fucking case here. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? If you get three sets here, I mean, I've done two, but uh, yeah, we just talked to Am doing. Uh, you know, a buddy of ours did three sets. Yeah, like once in a that's while, like unheard you can, of almost, you know? yeah, right. like you can, you people do it every once in a while. If there's like a mic, you're on a show, and then maybe you can walk, you can drop into another show, mm-hmm. and then there's totally. a mic. Yeah, but the planets like have to align to do that. Exactly, yeah. it's yeah. very rare to yeah. be able to just go. Yeah. To, to so sure. when you got down there, and you're, um, you know, were you? Did you realize immediately? Holy shit! Like these kids are on a on a level that it was maybe above you or like, Oh, okay. I can compete with these kids. Like where, where was it when you landed? There was definitely, uh, that, uh, feeling of overwhelmness, right? It's, you know, uh, bigger golf courses, um, a totally different talent pool. It's just like anything as you, uh, grow in whatever field industry sport or anything, Mm -hmm. right. As you get higher into that, um, pyramid, the pool gets smaller and smaller and it filters out, you know, the, the individuals that, you know, maybe didn't have the same Separate kind of talent. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, right? And it's just like you... It, you know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what chaff is. Like, chaff is, is good? Chaff? There's a lot, of, there's a lot <laughs> of things I just nod when you say things and I just <laughs> we just let it go. I don't have to, like, uh, th- uh, there's a lot of things. I'm like, yeah, totally. And then I just kind of move on yeah, with my statement. I when you continue with what you were saying. Yeah. I was on stage the other day, and I was like, let me regale you. And then when I got off, was that you that were like, oh, no, you, when you're telling a story, you're regaling us. And I was like, I had no fucking that idea. I still don't me. understand that. Oh, okay, sorry. I think, yeah, let me regale you. With, I think that's how you say it. That's how. It, oh fuck! I yeah, you don't say be regaled. You that, say yeah, let, let me, me regale you. Yeah. So I. Don't, yeah. you, you, I'm gonna have to look into that one. But yeah, yeah was, there's the mushrooms the other night. That was like <laughs> that stuck with me so yeah. hard. I was like, oh, thanks for telling me that. But now I feel like it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember who gave me that advice either. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, it definitely wasn't me because I couldn't even tell you what regale means. So <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have corrected you on that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I wasn't even yeah, on that show. Yeah, that's not really how you use regale. Yeah, yeah well, I wasn't even on that show. Oh, it would have been the other day. I can't oh think God. of a time Jesus that you've said I mean, regale Jimmy, you came stage. over and got me drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just did it the other day. Yeah. Well, if, I, if nothing else, I'm just, uh, I'm here for a good drink, so. Good drink and good company. <laughs> yeah. Tell me we'll more about your child. Well, tell me more about, yeah. the, about, about this experience. Sorry, yeah, so, um, you know, got, yeah, no, got there. Big talent pool. And it took about a year to kind of like recalibrate, right? Um, you know, playing up against uh, like the Bryson DeChambeau's uh, at that time. Were and you? Um, is there anybody on the tour right now that you were kind of playing with at that time, or you've been? Um, you yeah, know, you've for rubbed sure. Shoulders with for sure. Yeah. Uh, no one that would necessarily know me uh, by name, and I don't think I had the pleasure of you know uh, being in the same group as them. Well, sure, sure. But yeah. you know, certainly in the same tournaments, right? Yeah, Bryson uh, was one of them. No shit. Uh, John Rom was another. Fucking Rom's killing it out here. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like I like John Rom. He won. A, he won. A, he won a, he won a like a major. A yeah, while he's ago. he's doing so well. Yeah. I was uh, gonna win like this tournament, and then um, you know. Uh, the few last few holes I like, you know, did okay. And then John Rom just like kills it and just like wins the tournament ahead of me. I'm like, God Hey, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, John Rom. <laughs> well that's well that's why he's on the tour making millions of hey, dollars. Fair enough, fair right? enough. Like, fair enough. Yeah. Um Who's the guy that does that does 
a bunch of cocaine. Uh, oh, that's Dustin Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was, so one of the married to um, uh, Gretzky's, Gretzky's daughter, daughter Paulina yeah. Gretzky. He test positive nice. for coke. I love that fucking. I'm not going to say so the that bit. Like oh, what, we can we can so segue cool. here where mm-hmm. it's like uh, just like any um, small clique, uh, the golf world actually knew something that the rest of the world didn't was that you know when he initially um, took a sabbatical for uh, a wrist injury, right? Uh, it was uh, was that, that more rehab or wrist it was yeah, yeah it was shit, like yeah. the whole golf world was like oh no he's like been that guy set parties. aside yeah, yeah like he was set aside and was like hey you know he, I, he's got to like you know but curb he's still this. that good he's yeah. like he's he's probably just fucking ripping key bombs <laughs> i mean that <laughs> like dude on the course that dude like parties hard i i mean i don't know if he does anymore, no i know but, but, like, time, but yeah. okay but if you like if just on paper gretzky's daughter or gretzky's daughter um is you know his wife yeah you we if you know anything about like the like the darker side of sports or whatever like you hear that like Gretzky's daughter parties. Oh yeah, she right? she partied well, for sure. Yeah. Partied, yes, yeah, yeah. So, but then like once it like goes like you know kind of past that when a golfer fails a drug test for cocaine, like you did cocaine last night. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, like, yeah. that shit is like it yeah. doesn't stage your system well, that's that the, fucking well, well, that's the thing, thing right? Who was doing that bit the other night? It was Ryan. Like it was Ryan. so good. Oh, and he was he was absolutely right. right. Like it's right, so right, fucking right, funny. Right. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I mean, I've failed drug tests for work and like all of that stuff, but it's always weed. Cause weed is just in your system forever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's and longer, like, I yeah. think they say 30 days to get it out, but like I've been smoking it for fucking 15 years or whatever. So it might take, you gotta, you gotta build up there. I've never yeah. even taken fucking five days off, you know? So like, yeah, so it's going to be a little bit hard to, to get that out of my system. So like it, it, it's one of those things like as a drug user, when somebody tests positive for Coke, you're like, Oh, not do it the night before. Just call it. <laughs> yeah, sick, yeah, man. Go yeah. do it the next day. Yeah. yeah. The golfing world is very much the same as like, you know, any other sports world right like um they're athletes they're superstars in their own right and especially when you're on tour like i think everything is paid for you like if you want to drink like it's open bar every weekend right right and like some guys you know john daly fucking well i mean he's like you know the the king of it like that (laughs) dude's a beauty but like even people you wouldn't even know like ernie l's you know, has said that he's had to stop drinking entirely because it was like I was borderline alcoholic. Just because, mm-hmm. like, I'm a PGA Tour golfer and everywhere and that I go. it's just available, and, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you finish your round and, like, you're Whatever on the you road need. and what you, what you're what just like, here? I'll grab, you know, a pint or yeah. a highball. And yeah. then it's like, you know, you get six into you and... You know, and you, you have to play tomorrow. Not only do you have tomorrow? to play tomorrow, you have to play at the highest level too. Yeah. you know what I mean? But it's to, also a sport where you don't need, like, the same... You know, cardio like it still affects you. Don't get me wrong, but oh, 100%, you know, yeah. you're it's not, not like you're playing. You're not like football back or hockey or, or yeah. soccer. You, you, oh, of right? course, of course, yeah. right? So right. you guys get like the, there's a little bit of leeway there. That's kind of what comes in, almost to like the discipline. It speaks to the discipline of the game itself. You know what I mean, right? Like right. It's, a, it's a it's a big time mental game and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You can't like um only playing a like a very little bit of golf that I I have. Um, I equated a lot to poker. Right. Only because of my, um, like the mental aspect of yep. it. 
is that I didn't I did like I did my fucking shoulders like a little bit weird and that kind of helped me last time. Right. So I'm gonna try that this time. And what the f- where the fuck is that ball going? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But you can't um, like at the end of the day, you have to like reset up every new every new mm-hmm. hand is yep. a shuffled deck and it's a new card or whatever, right? So you just kind of totally. have to play as you go. But there's a level of skill that's involved there, Jimmy, because I've seen you make shots fucking around with us <laughs> like you're coming out here and you're just like it's literally like tiger woods is coming out to like play putt putt with right the kids. yeah what you did over those two trees was yeah. the most phenomenal thing that i've ever fucking seen. <laughs> so so for the audience that doesn't know we you know me johnny uh ty and was peter there I peter grant you, ty yeah. boss no yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh we're all just playing uh pitch and putt at uh, queenie and i just straight up uh hosel shank this shot and for the those four that of us that have been playing together that was the worst shot the fo- any of the four and like i mean peter grant love the guy but that guy yeah i mean he's bouncing balls all <laughs> over that fucking thing that right. was the worst shot the four of us any of the four of us it had taken really all bad. day yeah. it took me by surprise bro yeah. i was looking at it but like i mean i we had to apologize we were talking on the backswing whatever the fucking case was no, but you shanked that. that cocksucker mm-hmm. yeah so hard yeah it, it's so for those that don't know it's just when you like literally miss the golf ball and it just goes in my case straight right like straight, it did yes on that hole right, yeah, straight it right, just yeah, like yeah. it just was like you know five feet off the ground and just went mm-hmm. and uh that's uncharacteristic the shot for jim if yeah, you ever play the, golf with yeah. this guy you're like my god and the whole group <laughs> is like oh my god you suck like what's Dude, going on well, so good and the Three of us, like, I mean, granted, like, we have different levels of expertise. I'm, like, hitting the ball straight. But you notice yeah. as soon as I get 20 feet from a green, I don't know what to fucking do. Yeah. Like, that fucking thing is, you know what I mean, right? So there's, like, a, there's a level of, uh, as soon as we see somebody so good make something, like, make such a poor right. shot, we have to pile on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I'm, like, like I told you you were behind, worthless. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And I was, like, behind a tree, and it's, like, I don't you know. You were behind... Two trees, Jimmy. <laughs> you were behind one tree that was like small. Kind of, I would I would say more of like a like a fruiting tree, maybe yeah. like an apple or something like that. <laughs> it was it was shorter yeah. and like bushy, wide out. Uh-huh. And then one tree that was like the fucking tallest Christmas tree yeah. you've ever seen, like a fucking uh, straight a pine, Dougie fir, just mm-hmm. straight to the sky, it's like forty feet or something. It was right. fucking yeah. huge. Jimmy's ball's right behind it. And what did you do, Jimmy? And then I just, you know, looked at it. I looked at the ball. And then I just, you know, set up. And I just swing as hard as I can and pop this thing, like, straight in the air. It only goes, like, 20 yards forward. But it's, like, 60, 70 feet in the air. Right. So, Jackie, I'm sitting on the – I'm I'm standing on the green where my ball was. No big deal. (laughs) The one time that I hit the fucking green all day. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I'm standing there and I'm standing on the fucking green and I'm watching Jimmy behind these two trees going like, well, there's like a little bit of space underneath. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, he's going to rocket this fucking thing. At yeah. Me. Right. No, Cause like the tree is so tall. Mm-hmm. The idea of a golf ball going over it is like yeah. not in my comprehension. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. like my, 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 my little brain hasn't seen anything like this before. Right. And I'm standing on the green and I'm watching this ball fucking sail over both of these trees and land. And I had to move my feet and I'm standing next to the hole. Right. Mm-hmm. So this fucking thing was like on course yeah. to get like, the, the, yeah. the, so there's a level of that was that moment where like, okay, obviously this guy has skills. Um, you know, he knows how to do everything the right way, but that was the first time that I've ever seen you take a shot like in trouble. Yeah. And you just like, uh, it, you know, the, the level of like professionalism, 
um, confidence, like yeah. all of that. Like, like to you, it was no big deal. But the three of us, after we were just talking about how you're the worst golfer right. on planet Earth for hitting that shot, <laughs> we were marveling at the fact that we even got the chance to spend this time with you on a golf course. <laughs> like, and that the was best, the and the shit. best part about it was, was there's two guys just waiting on the tee box and <laughs> I can audibly hear them be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that? Dude, it was like, I mean, I've been like, I've, I've seen some cool shit. Like, I mean, um, I'm a big skateboarding fan, right? So yeah, like yeah. when you see a friend of yours land some like something gnarly on a board, like, cause I'm not, I'm a big fan of skateboarding and I've been doing it for a long time, but I'm not any good at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can never compete at that level. And probably, I mean, it goes to say for most of sport or whatever, right? Comedy. I'm okay. Yeah. At, you know what I mean? Like for the, but for the rest of it, like, I'm a fan and I like it. And I mean, maybe for like basketball, I can shoot around. Right. This was one of those situations where you're like, oh, like you get to actually see, you know what I mean? And you put in a lot of work and you've done, you know what I mean? You've done the time. Yeah. But for, for the layman, mm-hmm. for a guy like me, <laughs> I was like, that was fucking impressive to see. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because it's like, it's such a quick burst, but it, was a moment and like other people have you know said this to me that have had the opportunity to watch me play where there it's like <laughs> so the opportunity to watch well, jackie you've I, never I, seen this fucking guy play well, i didn't mean that that's not like cocky asshole <laughs> it just doesn't happen people very often had anymore the opportunity to watch it just me doesn't play. happen <laughs> very often jackie, anymore, you but bitch you fucking bitch you no, put I some believe, res- i believe that you put some respect right? on this fucking name but right now. <laughs> he's so good it's like it, it is incredible watching especially for a guy like me that's not a golfer yeah right so for you to see um like even golf on tv up until like uh the recent years um where i'm watching it now and kind of like getting into the right the, you know the idea of maybe like i can play this or maybe i'm gonna pursue to get you know at least Better. to a level yeah. that is you know at least do it more yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that i can play with other people right make it like a regular when you're watching hobby. jimmy like he just shows up like at the third time that we played with him he just showed up with one club <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't need a putter anymore no <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but it, he's like you're hitting butts longer than anyone, right? yeah it's almost to the point because like i love it because it's it's crazy to me but like you know for a guy like ty or a guy like peter that have actually golfed and worked on their game sure yeah they're like fuck you man yeah <laughs> like, i've never spent the time trying to you know get the ball yeah. to where it has to go and obviously they haven't spent as much time as you have you know perfecting that that game yeah i mean it was it was it was a job right but but golf could be like it can really it can take the most mild you know mannered fucking regular person and really turn them into a fucking like a demon like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i've seen guys throw fucking clubs or yeah you know a putt's not working for you and shit like that for sure and i've mm -hmm. and i've been there you know in my developments for sure um getting pissed and all those things but uh you know as you get better and as you develop you hopefully get past some of those mm-hmm. tendencies and you know what i was going to say earlier was that like you guys had alluded to it and like you know i've had other people allude to it but it's like when i get into that moment and into that zone there's there's like a switch like the way right, that yeah. i you know start to like there's a confidence that a lot of people are like oh i've never seen you go like borderline arrogant right like i try to be like mm-hmm. you know Dude, after individual. a good shot yeah. you have, and then I do like a mediocre thing. You're like, nice poke, bud. Yeah. And I'm like, because for me, that is like a nice poke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for you, like, if I played, I would be like, fuck you. So, yeah, no, that was that was a funny. Uh, it was it was fun. It's always fun to be able to showcase like 
a talent that you have that maybe not everyone gets the opportunity to well, like well, that's, no, that's I, not only like a talent that you have that other people don't it's a talent that you have that very few people like you know can play at that level you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm sure but it is it's i would imagine it's really fun being able to do that with yeah people who wouldn't normally be able to see with you three in that environment and be like <laughs> yeah be able to show off well yeah like this is what i've been doing since i was a kid the only like skill when I was um, when I was a kid, I did competitive figure skating. But you're never too often <laughs> at an ice right. rink. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> we're going. I know where we're going next time when we're all hanging out. Oh we're fuck going yeah! We should all go skating. figure. Yeah. We should all go skating. I can't That'd skate. So no, I can't skate. Well, it's yeah, a new uh, it's a new activity. You can golf. You guys. Guys. It's, it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about you, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is about me. No, I'm like that. That the I the prospect of that terrifies the shit out of me because like I've stood up on skates, but I could never stop on skates. Right. And it's to the point where like you know to say that my family has a history in hockey is like underselling yeah. the fucking thing yeah. yeah my my fucking uncle is the voice of hockey night in canada for fuck's sakes like, <laughs> yeah. wait what? ray ferrero would you watch hockey night in canada ray ferrero on ice correspondent he's your uncle yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> from trail british columbia um yeah but you're, you're kidding me right i'm not joking you no so my my great-grandmother <laughs> immigrated yeah, to yeah, great-grandmother <laughs> immigrated to canada um in like the late 30s during um uh that time she had four kids one of them being uh, my grandfather, my no-no that I was talking about, big right. fan of golf. Um, his sister gave birth. Uh, his sister married um, uh, a fellow named Ferrero. Yeah. Had uh, kids. One, Tony Ferrero played drums in Trooper. Shout out to Tony. Eddie Ferrero is uh, Nick's dad. Shout out to Eddie. He's awesome. Um, Paul Ferrero is a, a fashion designer in Toronto. They don't talk about him. We love Paul. <laughs> we, we, we love gays. But my family doesn't. Anyway. Um, and uh, and t- we we're doing so well. No, I love Paul. Love That's what I'm saying. I love Paul, but I'm just saying my family we fucking love the gays. My family doesn't really <laughs> fuck with Paul as much as they fuck with like, say maybe like right. you know Tony or Eddie or Ray fucking right. Fro, who's like the you know being the golden child of the of of the Furrow family being, you know, um, such a decorated uh, NHL player for yeah, a long time. And for now, sure. Yeah. So like when you show, it's weird because like when we do family reunions. I don't think about hockey ever, but then you show up and like Ray's married to the coach of the U.S. Olympic women's <laughs> hockey mm-hmm. team. <laughs> you know? So there's like, yeah, Landon and Matt, like his kids are, you know, oh like, my God. yeah. So like there's, so there's like hockey is there. And um, my cousin Nick actually played um, a little bit of baseball for uh, Gonzaga as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so a little bit of that kind of comes Interesting. around. Interesting. Um, probably at the, uh, honestly, at the time that you were there. So yeah, well, yeah, Nikki, Nikki, little Nikki Frill. He, he well, goes by Nick. Well, hockey well, and golf definitely go hand in hand, right? Like, yeah. That's what you do in the off season. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, yeah, yeah. hockey, sorry, oh, sorry, Nick played baseball, but yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. so there's like but, a, there's yeah. a rich sports history in my family, but my family was a little bit different at the time. Right. So I noticed how much shit my mom was going through and my brother was going through hockey and, um, we're growing so fast as young kids. So you're buying new equipment every right. couple of years and the amount of like work that it takes to get up at 6am yeah. and all of that. I just like used as a thing because I can't stop on skates. So I'm like, you know what, mom, maybe I'll just play basketball to make it easier. on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I fucking terrible. Hockey player. Like yeah. I can't, I can't at all. I've never done it's it. It's funny. Cause my, yeah, my family were super big into hockey and a lot of hockey players in the, in the family as well. My grandpa, was on uh, play for Toronto Maple Leafs. You go, you go. 
Uh, but that was the one sport. We've had enough of you. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> but that was the one sport that my parents wouldn't let my brothers play because well, they like knew so many people who played hockey and they're like, it fucks you up forever. Yeah. It's like it's so hard on your body. It, it certainly yeah. can be. Yeah. It certainly can be, especially, well, I think it is better now than it was even back if you then, look at fucking Sidney crosby though he had like three concussions and mm-hmm. then would go out you know have to recover and as soon as he comes back first game back players are targeting his head because they're like yeah because he's so fucking talented yeah and they're like yeah just go for his head take him out like yeah, but three stanley cups Whoa, canadian hero oh my gold god medal goal. fucking yeah oh, 2010 oh Oh, oh my so god! So he's, he's an undeniable talent, but yeah. his life is forever changed because of all of these head injuries. Yeah, it's certainly uh, something that we are getting way more understanding of, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. And you know, I think it's with any sport like those things t- become more uh, more of a risk like later on than it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid. Yeah. Right? yeah because exactly. you just you don't, don't have the strength. You don't have the power. So yeah. it's like gymnastics, right? Like gymnastics, I think is really good for, uh, mm-hmm. children where it's like you're, you're learning balance and you're, mm-hmm. you know, learning flexibility and, you know, all those things, but you're not doing like the extreme stuff that you yeah. may get into a little you bit can later. Still, like, Cause that was the thing for me, like with, uh, skating, I, I mean, it's not like it's obviously not a contact sport, but you're fucking jumping in the sure. in the air a lot. And I wasn't thinking about it because I was so young. And now, like, because when you learn new jumps, the tendency, because you don't want to fall forward on your face, the tendency is to fall backwards. Mm. So, so many figure skaters have tailbone injuries right. because you fall right on your tailbone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so now my back is like permanently fucked up and it get keeps getting worse as I get older. And right. it's from like shit that I was doing in skating as a teenager yeah. and was not even thinking about the, you the lasting the thing, impact. Like, was, like it's like skating and skateboarding. The tendency for me was always like uh, you see guys that will land on their board and have the board slip out. Mm-hmm. And that's like a more of an opportunity to smack your head on the ground. Mm-hmm. I would much rather fall forward where my hands, you know what I mean? Are, are yeah, I don't know what it me, is. But I'm also skate- tall and lanky. Yeah. So like I busted my ankles like very young. Right. So yeah. like my, my confidence, I mean, for to even... Um, take that sport to limits that I ever wanted it to. Yeah. We're fucking um, stopped very short at about 13 going yeah. like, um, this is going to take X amount of months out of my yeah. thing and like, you know, anything else that I wanted to do. Yeah. Right? I didn't ask it for my first time on my 13th birthday with a broken <laughs> fucking leg. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just like with my foot elevated yeah. and my mind elevated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. There I was fucking all on one. Yeah. There are definitely a few times that I can think of where I hit my head on the ice. But I think because, I mean, I started skating when I was like five. And so I think, and you don't wear helmets. I mean, when you're super young, you are, but then you stop. And I yeah. think because you're so... Like, you know that that's a risk. You know that that's a danger. Sure, so you yeah. do everything you can to not hit your head. And there are definitely a few times that I can remember whacking it against yeah, the Yeah, so ice. then the tailbone takes the brunt a- of exactly, that. Exactly, yeah, exactly. For sure. So then yeah. instead you you kind of tend to lean backwards. So this, like, isn't a risk. And then you kind of, yeah, your tailbone would kind of hit first. And because you're fucking pr- trying all you can to protect your head. Yeah, and yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, and then it just goes right to the fucking tailbone. Is there, I'm which sure is I was, a I useless bone? I might have missed this, but is there like um, uh, 
do you know like guys that uh, that you golf with um, through the career that uh, like are injuries like common for mm-hmm. golf? Yeah, so they they are uh, quite common. Um, just hanging up rotator cuffs and shit. Yeah, there's be like shoulder issues. Uh, back is a very common one. Wrist is another one. Elbow. It's just. It's such a foreign movement where your body is not necessarily meant to twist and torque in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like the physiological kind of twist and load up and bring the power. Yeah. Through so the mechanics of it is that you're turning your your uh, torso, midsection, and hips in one direction, and then you to allow that pendulum mm-hmm. motion to with the club to, to load up, yeah. and then you get your hips to fire, and it ac- your body acts kind of like a whip where you're uh, hips will open up first, then your body follows, and then your arms follow, and then things mm-hmm. like that. Till and you that's get to like the, the ball. most momentum that you can drive from a standing position for that club. Exactly. Right? You're just like not twisting anything and just like say your yeah. arms are just moving. You know, you get so much more power kind of yeah. torquing and cranking everything with that. Yeah. And that's why, like, <coughs> you know, a guy like Bryson is, you know, changing the game with steroids. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, look at him when he came into the league and look at him now. Like that's yeah, I love I the mean, controversy there because like I'm just watching. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a controversy. Bro, I just I just look all, at that fucking guy. All I know like the Take only thing I ever heard was now. that it was like he just drinks protein shakes like <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> I I mean he's not built like like a wrestler in the late eighties and shit like that. So right. he's, he might not be the ultimate warrior, but come the fuck <laughs> I know. Hey man, I, I don't know, but he came on the tour looking like you. Now he looks yeah, he's a big, he's a big looks boy. Looks like a bouncer at a fucking bar. <laughs> like, I doesn't look like he's not built like a yeah, bouncer. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to fuck with him at no, all. No, fuck no. But um, that's why it's like so impressive is because like he put so much um, stress on uh, his body, but is still able to have the strength to you know right. handle yeah. those situations. There's some mathematics there too. Washington mm-hmm. putt even did like you know what I mean like he's he's very he's scientific. Thinking, yeah, he's, he's thinking a lot about it, right? For yeah. sure. Which is fair. I should talk shit about a guy that's like playing at the highest level. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, just funny to me because it's like Happy Gilmore. Like golf needs more ratings, right? So you want a guy yeah. like this is going to shake the thing up. No, right? I mean it's it's it hasn't been bad for the sport. That's yeah. absolutely yes. it's you know yes. must watch TV. I mm-hmm. think right now with the crop of guys that are. Um, obviously the guys like from a decade ago are still competing. You know what I mean? Like you get like your Rory's or, yep. you know, your tigers and stuff like that, that are, it's making it, um, for like a casual viewer like myself to watch. I know the guys that are on there, but then now, you know, like your ROMs and Shambos and Dustin Johnson's and stuff like that, that are also competing. You know what I mean? So the, that, that to the top of that leaderboard or whatever is still, you know, yeah, relatively the same 15, 20 guys. There's definitely, uh, yeah, for sure. That like, yep. there's always in every sport that, transition the new blood that comes in and you know yeah, things sure. like that and mm-hmm. um yeah i think I, d- I don't know if it's like the, the the age but like i followed basketball very closely but now when i watch um i don't know if it's just been covid or like whatever but for the past couple of years when i watch a game now i'm like oh this is interesting because now i have to like relearn you know all the there's i have no allegiance to any team anymore after kobe right. bryant fuck it pirates don't pick teams right you know i was a lakers guy until yep. until the end but uh then the end came and i'm not a lakers guy today let me tell you. No, not a, not a, <laughs> do you not like the LeBron Lakers? Well, no, because like I love, you know, I, I love Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is one of my fucking favorite players in the league mm-hmm. and he deserves a ring and he should get it. And I hope that the Lakers fucking get a ring this year because Russell Westbrook's been putting in fucking work for a long time. But you know what I mean? But like Dwight Howard, like all these guys, you know what I mean? Like, so it becomes 
like um a point where the like when the bench becomes like you when 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 a starting line has trouble competing against a bench, you know what I mean? Then yeah. you're mm-hmm. th- then that becomes fucked up, right? Because it back in the day of like the basketball that I grew up watching, your Showtime Lakers, even post Shaq, you know what I mean? Was uh, right. like Pau Gasol, um, Kobe Bryant. Well, they kept the, they kept the core a lot longer. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were fucking fantastic. But if they weren't, because the Spurs were so good, so the Spurs right. were fucking lighting shit up. And if they weren't, you know what I mean? Like the the Western Conference was always more exciting to watch than the finals. You know what I mean? For like right. a basketball fan, I think like in the time that I was watching it, like uh, like religiously from like oh two to maybe two thousand twelve or something like that. Right. So where now what you have is um. Uh, it's the big three, it's the big teams and stuff yeah. like that, right? Which makes it very difficult for people to compete, but which also makes it very exciting for a team like the Bucks to win last year. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? So you are opening it up for like, uh, at the beginning, I think it was tough mm-hmm. for other people to compete, but mm-hmm. now the, the the level of play has blown up so much that you those are the teams that you have to compete against. So this is right. what we're going to have to do. So then it becomes, you know, a smarter game in the sense of um of play development right you know what i mean and building like okay so this is the team that we're going to play against you know those motherfuckers are watching tapes and like yep. how can we defend against a starting lineup that's some of the best players of all time and then when the guys that are coming off the bench are 10-year veterans that are also fucking nothing to shake a stick at either right. i saw dwight howard shoot a three-pointer the other day yeah, like what the wild. fuck yeah he saw the two right you know you never you can never really tell but um you know, with sport will always progress, but when individual sport, I think, will take the time to, prog- um, uh, I don't think it's going to take as many fast steps that it has um, or that it, that it can with team sports just because the level of play, the nutrition, the, you know, the, the caliber of athletes that we're bringing through and stuff like that. I think that you're going to see like um, some wilder shit evolve in team sports quicker than you will see in individual sports. And I will only say that until I think about my favorite thing in the world, fucking skateboarding, where you have the level of of, of talent exploding so much faster, especially on a women's level. Mm-hmm. If you watch um, the school uh, uh, Brazilian girl, Raisa. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Olympics. This, this yeah. Summer. So she yeah, just won yeah, yeah. Um, street league um, first place today. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah. She just locked that shit down nice. over those um, the same and the yeah. same two girls that well, were there, the well Japanese we, girls that were yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Watching it's the Olympics, like all the, the first, like first three, um, top three, place there they were all like fucking those same girls what were on the under. top of the on the top of the thing today so the olympics yeah. was like huge for skateboarding which is yeah. great but street league skateboarding is like they're doing tour like they that that's how you compete to get into the olympics yeah yeah i'm just league. saying they're all so young no i know they, they were, were the so same those same three girls young, were on yeah. the top of the podium today yeah, yeah. you know what i mean they're so goddamn good and yeah. you can see the the sport elevating where younger girls are competing and doing gnarly shit um wild then you're seeing the men's um, compete, and you're going, "Wow! Like this, like this sport has evolved so fast mm-hmm. to the point where a friend of mine was a good snowboarder uh, back in the day. And we all thought that he could get sponsored because he could do like 720s and shit, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. a 720 is wild. Yeah, but like now you need to be able to do a 720 front side, a 720 backside, a switch 720 front side, switch 720 backside, and now you have to like cork, like sort of a triple cork. Like I don't know what the fuck that even means now, mm-hmm. right? Like snowboarding when I was a kid, 
was like something that I was like mm-hmm. heavily into and, and dope. But now when I watch a snowboarding contest, I'm like, I don't know what that trick is. It's like a triple backflip fi- or whatever, yeah, right? Well, you know what I mean? Like so like, which is great because like the, the sport is evolving at that level, right? That's and I think uh, that like skateboarding like is doing uh, that. But with like, golf is something that like you're not going to see because like you, it needs to be like athletic ability, um, style points, all that stuff kind of comes into it. Right. But at the end of the day, you're hitting a fucking ball with a club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Like yeah. can it like progress? With snowboarding, it was fucking uh, Sean White when he started and he started inventing all these jumps, the fucking like, triple mix swizzle or whatever <laughs> triple mix swizzle it is something like that it is, it is like mix swizzle or mix twizzle no it's you're adorable that, mix yeah, twist yeah. is uh, it was a skate. Uh, yeah no the mix twist has been around for a long time before sean white but no you're absolutely no but yeah. it was yeah 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 but you're absolutely right in the sense that like um sean white would have been the face of it yeah right? but like yeah. bob burnquist bussy bucky lassick all these dudes that were like pushing the boundaries like and sean white uh, give him credit because he's competed at a high level of skateboarding and snowboarding which like nobody else has but like um you know, there there was like a there was like a slower progression and then an explosion, where I think like video games came from it. And so then like, like but he progressed to a level where he had like his own half pipe and shit. And it's like, how do you compete with someone who has their own? Oh well, no, like well, yeah, well, well, like a lot of those dudes do, right? Because like he yeah, hasn't yeah. been at a level to compete at like the highest yeah, level. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, But yeah, in his time, whatever. like in a, yeah, but he, but uh, yeah, he, not but now. Blew, but no, I mean, but he blew yeah. the sport up, and like, yeah, like a young yeah. Ryan Sheckler did, or like a, yeah, you know, to like do something to to almost like drive kids into skate shops or into snowboard shops or whatever to do that thing, right? Where golf is more, it's like traditionally. Like Happy Gilmore, like if I have to wear pants like that, I'll kick my own ass. You well, know I, I mean, think right? I think uh, what you're touching on is more just like, you know, what is the momentum of each of these sports, and uh, you know, is it, are you able to ride the momentum of uh, an individual, right? Like you know, NBA well, is like, it, but is it physically mm-hmm. possible for a human to change the game at the level that some of them have done? Like, where can a golfer do like a Tony Hawk 900? To the point where it's like Tiger well, Woods. Well, I mean, now Bryson is hitting the ball so. like 350 yards. I think like yeah. every generation you get someone that changes the game. Yeah. And, totally. that's and that's why sports keep keep elevating. Exactly, and right? And that's why like, yeah, people who were all-stars back in the day couldn't compete at this level now. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, that's sport a fucking has that's elevated. crazy. Yeah. It fucking like... Uh, in uh in in figure skating someone like michelle kwan who is i think a fairly recognizable name for for people she's a for all the listeners know who michelle kwan is but i think most people if you that's a very uh if you know any if you know a figure (laughs) skate if you know anything about figures don't know now you know if you know a figure skater's name it's probably michelle kwan and she so she uh (laughs) and so she was emilio estevez no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she <was> the guy. <laughs> but she was like peak peak figure skating like fucking uh 10 20 elvis years stoico. ago elvis, elvis stoico. stoico got one Sorry. yeah but he, okay so elvis stoico if he like came in now to compete in a men's figure skating competition he wouldn't even be able to compete. Fuck out of here, Elvis. Take your fucking, blue suede shoes They're and doing kick rocks. fucking like quadruple axles now. Whereas like when he was competing, triple axles was like, holy fuck, some people can do that. But oh. now it's like quadruple and it's like there's a handful. But you never thought that I was that was even yeah, possible Yeah, so there's like before. moves and technical ability. That's like yeah. So that's interesting, especially every, like, okay, yeah. figure skating, skateboarding, yeah, every, definitely. Every, but golf doesn't, yeah. like, you know no, what I mean? It, like at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're hitting a ball with a fucking club. Is there is there a way that mm-hmm. you can, like the one person? Yeah, you know I mean, I mean it's, I, it, you can look at things like Tiger Woods, right? Uh, he changed the game in a way that 
no one was really quite expecting with like fitness, strength, and just ability to overpower golf courses. And then you have like a Bryson who's doing it in his own way, but, you know, also, you know, putting the new spin on the physicality of sure. the game, plus the technology advancements within Ooh, golf. Same yeah, with like hockey. of the thing, because like hockey, a skateboard has yeah. not really changed much, even in the past like 25 years or whatever. Like you still have like right, the basic technology is still there. Yeah, and the, the but thing. But golf, has, has not golf changed like, you know, drastically oh, in the. Incredible, like incredibly so. Yeah. Right. And, you know, even the ones where, uh, you know, maybe technology isn't as prevalent like you're just 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 the knowledge that it is possible makes it way easier like for decades and years like one of the things we learned is train for that if you didn't if no one was doing it that wouldn't even be in your mind well like the video games that we were playing with tony hawk or whatever you could like do a million tricks in one right like but we're all like skateboarders and like watching skateboarding videos that no you Mm -hmm. can kickflip into a grind right you're not yeah. kickflipping out of that grind that's some video game yeah. shit. so we that's do what we'd always say video game shit but now these kids are doing mm-hmm. video game shit when i was figure skating too if you're learning uh, a new jump see even if you're going from like a, a single to a double a double to a triple something to get that extra rotation in you get like the fucking harness out on ice so it's attached and your coach would lift you up for you to be able to do that extra rotation to train your body to do it but like before people were doing quadruples that wouldn't even be something that you trained for right yeah they're wild they're they're spinning so you know in my experiences like you know uh, a golfer and like getting better a lot of attention is paid to the mental aspects of the game and uh, one of the stories we were told (coughs) was how like the four minute mile Right. That was something uh, in a period of time that people were saying was scientifically uh, you were unable to achieve. Like the human like body could not run a mile in under four minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was all of these things. People got close, like 401, 402, 405, whatever. And then one guy was like, I'm going to do it, does it. And then within like three or four months, like two dozen people can do it. No shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the power of the mind and exactly. what we it's there it's just training believe your mind is and training attainable exactly is is huge right and for athletics like you know that's everything the belief the confidence and also knowing how to train feeling like you can get to that exactly. point sure, yeah. is is a thing and you know we'll get to a point where our physicality um, will uh, well, not be able point, to keep up. Has to trump that, right? Because mm-hmm. at some point, like, I mean, could you? There is definitely like a fucking, point that you can like, get where is to. It? Yeah, but no. But what's going to be the point where guys mm-hmm. are driving a ball? Like, what's the what's the farthest drive in the in the tour? Like, I mean, like, yeah, it, I don't even know. But like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what what would be like, uh, you know, what three fifty, four hundred? Yeah, you know, what I mean, off the tee or something like that. Like, where is it going to be? Like, when is the guy? You know, where all the uh, driving ranges are built? Like yeah. who's gonna be the first guy to whack that fucker over the fence? Right. And like, mm-hmm. is it just a matter of him figuring out a technique to do it, or yeah. is that mm-hmm. the, the the limits of what you can do with this equipment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big part you know of it I mean? is like the at equipment. some point because like, yeah, you're not gonna do seven fucking kickflips just like on you know what I mean like where the board spins seven yeah, times yeah. St- like flat ground. You know yeah. what I mean? Right at some point. That shit ain't going to happen. Yeah, at some point, but we're always finding ourselves, like, surprised at how far people can t- can take it, and that's... Mm-hmm. Every year, man, I've blown the fuck away. Totally. 
for sure and uh you know the 100 meter sprint i think is like a really good example of that it's like there's no one thought like people can run as fast as they do now but it's like at some point it's gonna like reach a limit but we don't know where that limit Mm -hmm. is well you always think that's when fucking usain bolt came and they're like who the fuck is this still even still now he's still fucking he's still amazing to watch of course but then but then there's going to be someone else well that becomes that mental thing because as soon as like um as soon as there's like a limit to achieve then you're gonna find one exceptional specimen to be like wait a minute that's like what i could achieve but that's who i'm competing against right. so i need to fucking you know add something on top of that mm-hmm. yeah right? which like that level of um that level will progress because like uh you know you see kids now doing shit that is absolutely absurd like mm-hmm. i'm yeah. always gonna like um I'm I'm on the I'm trying to equate with golf or whatever, so I'm just thinking about skateboarding. There's fucking ten year old kids that are doing like shit on legendary spots. Like yeah, the Hollywood High School 16 stair is like any skateboard. Oh yeah, you've seen you've I've seen this yeah. fucking thing there, and there's like a ten year old kid that is like mm-hmm. kickflip fucking Smith in this fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like it's absolutely fucking insane. And to think that, um, you know, a lot of people might work their way up to get to the ability that they could do that. But that kid knows that, like, oh, I'm going to have to do that. So that's just, like, the norm mm-hmm. of the shit that that kid fucking, that mm-hmm. kid does. For sure. Right? So once the baseline of, like, the gnarliest shit that you can think of or the wildest, the most, um, uh, you know, the craziest thing in, in any point of sport, once that becomes the baseline for kids to compete at, yeah. then it only leaves room for growth, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, mm-hmm. it's terrifying for anybody that wants to, like, maintain a career. Yeah, which is why, <laughs> yeah. Which is why I think why we all love sports so much is because we don't know we're always surprised on when the next thing happens yeah. right like, like people are capable of doing totally it. Yeah. i've yeah. always yeah. Pushing in the finals yeah. nba finals there's like a three point um it's not like a three-point competition but it's the it's the record for how many three points made in a finals game right and i've been a basketball fan for a long time and i watched robert horry um do that with uh the spurs sorry i watched somebody with the pistons do that the year before i believe um Oh, he had the face mask. Rip, uh, fucking Rip Hamilton, did that with the face mask, and then um, Robert Horry does uh, beats it by like two three pointers in um, uh, with the with the Spurs, and then it goes on. You know what I mean? Right. Then Ray Allen does it with the with the Celtics, yep. and uh, mm-hmm. then fucking Steph Curry comes and does it mm-hmm. with the. You know, so like I've watched as a, just a fan of that sport, I've seen that particular right. record yeah. be broke seven or eight times as the point where I'm like a 12 year old to the point where I'm 30 years old. Where I'm yeah. Like, fuck these guys are shooting to the point where Steph Curry is like, who the fuck is going to do that? You know, totally. and some kids going to fucking do it. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? What they've essentially done is, um, taken like the, uh, your, uh, the shooting range now for some of these guys, like that three point line, fuck, they better put a four point fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? At that point, some of like LeBron and Steph Curry are shooting accurately and a high percentage from the fucking paint, like from the logo, logo yeah. you know, like what the mm-hmm. fuck are we talking about? Right. So yeah. obviously, you know what I mean? Should she get there? I, what do you think about a mutant league? A what? I want, I want a mutant <laughs> league. I heard somebody say this one time, but like the idea that like say in the MLB, 
where you know what I mean uh, steroids are ruining the game. Yeah. What oh, if you just had a oh, different yeah. MLB where well, like the, I've, the I've, field I've, was like fifty feet fucking long and the fucking the the the, the, the fence was a hundred feet taller? Yeah, and they're just cracking dingers. No, there, like, there, I'd be there's fine like two two things I really like. One is that you have the Olympics where you have a regular Joe competing alongside all of these other people. Yes. Just to see what, like, how good they actually are. absolutely should do that. Number two is you do, like, an open competition where there is no drug testing and you get it sponsored by Red Bull and Budweiser. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fuck. They for sure would. (laughs) At this point, it's like, okay, there's drug testing. People are always going to find a way around it. Did you watch the documentary Icarus? Yeah, I watched it not knowing what it was and I was like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. Exactly. They're always... I love the Russian doctor. That Russian doctor was like the greatest, like he should be in every movie. (laughs) So no matter what... People are going to find a way around it. Fucking Lance Armstrong did it for a decade. Yeah. And so it, it gets Lance to Armstrong a point. Lance Dodgeball. I just watched Dodgeball the other day. Did you see Lance Armstrong at Dodgeball? <laughs> is he in Dodgeball? <laughs> He's great because at oh, point where man. Vince Vaughn is like, I'm going to quit. I don't want to do it. And Lance Armstrong is like, yeah, I thought I was going to oh, quit. Oh, right. I when I was diagnosed with cancer four times and then yeah, I went on yeah. to win six fucking tournaments. Honestly, to be, so to be like a bit of an, a Lance Armstrong apologist, like it's too bad because he has the name because he won so many times but no everyone was fucking doing the same thing yeah. if you went and tested what was it the, if you went and I tested every had person to, you had to, get, you like had like to give the medal yeah exactly and so and so to my point it gets to a, a point where you're like should we just fucking say fuck it let's just see what the right. best people can do because people are doing it anyways yeah and so it's like, okay, we've gotten to like to what we've been talking about. We've gotten to a level where the human body physically cannot do more than this. So right. people are taking drugs to to get to a higher level. So at that Should point, just encourage drug use and let's break these fucking records. Because <laughs> there's no fucking point telling people not to anymore because everyone is doing it anyways. Everyone finds a way around it. So it's like, should we should we just get should we just be like fuck it? Let's just see how how far we can go with this with this shit. I mean to for everyone I mean Russia uh, was doing it, so Exactly. They've been doing it forever. And like to I mean obviously Dude, keep people safe. The Russian fucking yeah. government yeah. was involved in doping in like the Olympics. That, that yeah. shit was awesome. Wild. Like with secret yeah. doors <laughs> and shit. Like I love Crazy. a little bit I don't of know crime. if I'd go as far as awesome, but was, you know, no, but like, it was just, a like, thing. Yeah, I like a story. Like, a I mean, thing. I'm not talking about, <laughs> I'm not talking about the sanctity of sport and like, you know what I mean? Like taking all the, you know, uh, yeah. And I'm, not talking t- about it. I'm just saying as a storyteller and as somebody that likes a little bit of crime with yeah. my dinner. Oh, and oh, to bring it, like, imagine, so imagine, uh, Backstreet Boys on steroids. Could you imagine the dance moves? <laughs> I don't know if they'd be able to hit. Like they just have no flexibility. <laughs> they just see like. <laughs> like I feel like AJ's been through enough that we don't have to take AJ you, back so down. So that's path. the thing with uh with that generation of boy bands is like dancing was so yeah. much a part of, and that's why it makes you want to dance because it was ingrained in they, you. You know what? You know what? For like all yeah. when your body starts to run. No one does that except for like the like BTS, like the Korean bands yeah. who kind of have made an industry of it. But in terms of bands, um. 
boy bands and girl bands in North America. No one dancing, coordinated dancing. I think dancing the Jonas Brothers figured out is play a fucking, fucking is play an instrument. <laughs> but, but I think that's to a detriment. I think that's to a detriment. I think dan- I totally the dancing disagree. adds to it if 150%. If you want girls to like, if it depends on what you want to do, right? But like, so I totally no one, agree. so Jonas, Jonas Brothers, sure, that wasn't a part of it, but they had like three years when they were on top. Yeah, but there's like, in but there's, sync, there's a Backstreet Boys are so Still, they're still on top of the boy band game, and they're not even making music anymore. Well, I mean, the band boy, but no, boy I'm band the one, game okay, is, okay, okay, so then what would you say? It's a very small. But they're legendary. Jonas Brothers, no one's ever going to be like, remember the Jonas Brothers? They were fucking killing it no, back then. No, nobody does, then. but, yeah. but because the they weren't dolls? dancing. Fuck yeah, I remember the Pussycat Dolls. The Pussycat dolls. dolls do the same Do you remember thing? the reality show, to find your next Pussycat? No, I just remember like the dark side of the 90s. Like They started mm-hmm. at a club that like Johnny Depp bought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know the history of like Pussycat Dolls or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That so, whole thing, yeah. same thing with like, the Spice Girls. I'm saying that the the creation of these groups and the reason that they came together and the reason that they were so big mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the music. And can we say that? Like, uh, can, can we no, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think it has everything to do with their music. No, not, not in terms of their, not in terms, I don't mean like their music was so good that they had to be great, but I think that's their what I mean. music. That's what I mean. Had, no, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean is that there was yeah. something else on the back burner of it, right? It's because mm-hmm. like you don't hear the Backstreet Boys unless you see the Backstreet Boys, unless you fucking you have all of that. Yeah, and exactly, right? You do all that shit, so yeah. it's the same fucking exactly. thing. It's you're still selling it's sex. You're still like it's doing the well, same it's thing. A, it's a performance. So I, would, yeah, it's exactly. I would say, And it's the same yes, with that in thing. that era, in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, that whole pop era, not even just the boy bands and girl bands. Everyone fucking... Are you going to say that they weren't selling sex to kids? No, no, no. Because no. like that's what, what I know, I'm What about. I'm saying We need to talk about the South Park episode. What I'm saying is that... <laughs> you know exactly what we're talking about. The dancing element, all of them fucking did. Even like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, like Justin Timberlake yeah. solo. No, course, right? but dancing like, was such like a like, big part of pop music. And that's why it's, they're so like dancing. But like, beats. why was it there? Because like Tina Turner? You know what I mean? Um, yes, yes. You know what I mean? The yes, Supremes but it's and shit not like the that same. where you're doing like the, 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 you know what I mean? Like a little exactly. two-step or whatever. So exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's like what I'm saying I, I'm is sorry, that's not a evolves. thing anymore. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. everything evolves from that. I think that the product was more Justin Timberlake. Nick Lachey, fucking um, Aaron Carter, Usher. or Nick Carter, Usher. Usher. You know, for but that's for that, that it that, adds like, I'm, to I'm, it. I'm saying that it, it's like, a performance it, thing. Yes, when you but see, like, the base of it, if that fucking if, Michael Jackson, that's if the part sex, of why he's so fucking legendary and brilliant walk. is his dancing. Yeah. Like it's the performance. No, no, it's no not but what I'm saying the with the these song. groups yeah. is that if the sex wasn't attached to it, would it be sure. as popular? Sure, but if the dancing wasn't attached to it, would it? No, of be course as you gotta dance. Exactly. That's that's all I'm saying. That's Jack. all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, are you going to piss right now? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, yeah. this is your episode. And he man. replaced the loony, oh, which I, I admire. Two hours, in. two hours in, drunk on a bottle of gin. Uh, I'm two hours in, drunk on a bottle of gin. Jackie, what you going to say? Should, I don't know. I think we should ask uh, Jamie about his half Asianness, and then we can. And then you know what we should do? We should top off all our drinks with the rest of this gin here. <sighs> oh, Jackie, and I just put the rest of the gin in my drink. Okay, perfect. And then we should, uh, yeah, yeah. We should probably get out of here. Up, yeah. Feel it when your body starts to rock. <laughs> You know what I mean? I haven't been this drunk yeah. on a on a day on a, such a sunny day. It's been so lovely, Jackie. This has been just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to ask you a question um, that the viewers might not know. What was the first soul you harvested? 
It goes back a little ways. It goes back a little ways. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it being yeah. that, you know, I mean, it's a little bit Halloweeny and stuff here, but like, um, do you have to murder the person before you extract their soul or yes. can you take their, oh yeah, emphatic yes. Yes. Emphatic yes. So when you're, what is your top choice of murdering a body, Jackie? Top choice in terms of what? Like, I mean, just technique in general, right? I mean, like obviously um, opportunistic. Poison. Um, ooh. You're a poisoner. Yeah, yeah. Bitch. Straight <laughs> bitch. I hate a poisoner because like I want a little bit of passion. Right. In my murder, right? Like if I just like that, if I just I took a sip and I had somebody there being like, oh, you shouldn't have took that sip. You're like I'm an alcoholic. But poison and then finish it off. I can't rely all on brute strength, and I would end up being the one who's dead. Jackie, I, I think I walked in. Yeah. Murder you if you ever tried anything physical. I, mean, I would fuck you up so hard. You have no <laughs> idea. I think I walked into a very different podcast here. <laughs> Well, I was asking her if, yeah, no, yeah, shit go weird. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Oh, right. Yeah, it is movies. Halloween. Yeah. We watch a lot of scary What's movies. What's the fucking movie we watched? Oh, my God. Like, oh, I'm pretty so. sure I would beat the shit. Us. So I'm pretty sure I would beat the shit out of you. Oh, so if uh, someone <laughs> like you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're watching Us. And she, Jackie's like, well, I don't know. Like, if I, if like evil me came to you, I'm like, Jackie, if evil you came to me, I would fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish a motherfucker. I know for sure. You know, it'd be, I you, could kill you. You know, it'd be really <laughs> ironic if it was actually a good version of you. That, that would, would be, be crazy. Yeah. Just like a really nice person, and you're like, yeah. wait, I thought you were supposed to be evil. Nah, like, dude, you're the evil Jackie's one. like the nicest yeah, person yeah, yeah. in my life. <laughs> like, if I met a nicer Jackie, I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> what have we been doing? But like the idea that um, uh, any different version of yourself could like come and hang out. Like if they weren't homicidal, it would just be funny if they were just like, <laughs> like a super nice version to be like, no, 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 we're just going to get you out of the picture, but don't worry about how. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you watched us? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We loved it. <laughs> oh. We've been watching a lot of scary movies. This we only month. have two more nights left. Did you? Did you finish Suspiria? I last finished night? Suspiria like a it's motherfucker so last good. night. Suspiria kicked it's ass. So you ever good, seen Suspiria? Hey? No, I haven't. What do you oh know about man, witches, you gotta Jimmy? watch it. Witches. Yeah, witches. It was pissed me off because so I didn't so know it was good. about witches until like, well, I went to film school. We studied the movie and then uh, we've talked about it in great detail. And mm. then I finally watched it later with yeah. Jackie, like two years later. And she's like, Witches. And I was like, Don't spoil Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I, I saw the movie Witches a long time ago. Dude, Witches is wild. Yeah, The Witcher. The Witcher. That's, uh, that's, a, it, that's a thirst trap if you've ever seen one, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the witches not so much. You know what I mean? That's the one where like the guys like sending like the kids out into the fucking forest. You're a witch. It sends her out to the forest, mm-hmm. right? Or, yeah, it's like they're uh, pilgrims trying to like figure out how to make it through winter, and they're like struggling, and they got like this daughter has to take care of a baby, and then yeah, 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 yeah. whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, fucking heavy, heavy subject matter, heavy stuff. Yeah. So Jimmy. Tell us about your uh, half Asian plate. Yeah, word on the street is that uh, <laughs> that I'm a- I'm Asian, not Mexican. Yeah, I was confused. I'm just as confused as the rest of our viewers. Most people are. Most people are. Usually, uh, when I was growing up, people were just like, "What?" So, like, if you're in a food court. You going Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to uh, the Ch- Chenoweth? Walk job. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, walk- <laughs> Jesus, Jackie, that didn't sound good. <laughs> I mean, a lot of white people go to Taco Bell, yeah. so like I, I do it all the time. But I also eat Chinese food as well, so like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm open to all, uh, all food court. But yeah, if, all food if court your food choices were to emblemate your uh, My your heritage. Your heritage. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but you say half Asian, so like I'm like so like Chinese food, like that might be insensitive. I don't even know which, which Asian. Which side of yeah. which side of your what is your what, what's your ethnic breakdown? Uh yeah, so I am <laughs> <laughs> So I am Irish and Scottish. That's uh, not what we're interested in. Yeah, it's not very interesting, but it is the reason why I can drink you know Thank damn well you. that's what went to you guys. Scottish as well. yeah. Yo, have you ever played with Koreans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those motherfuckers can drink. They yeah. drink yeah. heavy. <laughs> My goodness. Where do you know, like, where in Scotland? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, does any Scottish person. Hell yeah, Lochna. Lochna Castle. Look it up. Look up Portrait of Lady Agnew. It looks like me. Really? Scottish royalty. Oh, we'll have to check that out. <laughs> and then the Asian side is uh, Chinese and Filipino. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit of a, yeah. a little bit of a mix, yeah. a little bit of a, a thing where like, you know, there wasn't as many halfers growing up. There was yeah. a few of us, but um, yeah, you were definitely mo- like in my school at least. You know, you were either uh, a part of the white kids crew or, or the, the Asian, Asian crew, crew, but the Asian yeah, especially cr- in Vancouver, yeah, the Asian crew was generally uh first gens i was gonna say people who like spoke um, their first language uh, yeah just families that had immigrated here and you know culturally um those kids had shared um you know a lot of ties with you know the place that their parents grew up and Mm -hmm. there's differences like you know i grew up here i was you know canadian north Mm -hmm. american and um you know didn't necessarily find a lot of commonalities uh with the asian group so Mm -hmm. it's you know uh tough to i guess make friends there and then Mm -hmm. um in terms of like yeah just found myself in that that white group more than not but Mm -hmm. you know obviously um yeah Yeah. not not fully fully white and then you know things are you going for smoke i was gonna say john is taking a fucking smoke break in the middle of our podcast yeah yeah that's the that's the thing is you know when i was gonna yeah we can give it to him (laughs) we are wasted all right for the listener going on for the listener yeah johnny's hacking darts maybe if i put this oh is this no it's just tied up on the bottom there if you unwind it if you leave it there jackie it should be fine (laughs) All right, I'm back, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. He's, he's off camera. Yeah. So, Jimmy, what Asian are you? I'm sorry, I missed it. For the no, listeners. Jimmy, uh, he was talking. You were talking. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So, the Asian I am is Chinese and Filipino. Oh, that's a good mix. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, look, like, uh, is it? W- what would be Filipino. a bad mix? You've like Cambodia and Laos? <laughs> yeah, no. You look Filipino, <laughs> for sure. If yeah, I'm going to sit over in Johnny's spot. So <laughs> yeah. like, if I was yeah, going to yeah. guess, Filipino would have totally been top three. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, no, it's... I uh, do because... But I'm just attracted to the Filipino people. So, like, <laughs> I just... Beautiful, like, you know, like, I, I always thought you were a beautiful man. So. We're, we're a beautiful group. Mm-hmm. Can't... can't. I'm not saying that all other Asians aren't attractive as well. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely are. I like how this whole conversation is going to be you two just being like, not to say that this other group <laughs> is not okay. <laughs> like, I got <laughs> disclaimer central. Yeah. You're talking to you're talking to white people about race. Yeah. Just let the record show we're cool with everybody. Yeah, yeah. we're we're cool with everyone, but we want to make sure that they know that. Yeah. You know who are most uncomfortable but around? White people. Yeah. But so <laughs> growing up, you so you I you hung out more with the the white kids growing up. Yeah, just because uh, culturally, um, it's you just shared more, right? Yeah. Like you know, I grew up 
in Vancouver, played hockey, um, mm. you know, uh, had, you know, similar tastes and understandings of how to, you know, behave as you do. And mm-hmm. coming from, you know, different countries, it's, you know, different aspects yeah, of communication. Like, I, I, yeah, and yeah. Was, but like, Chibi, like for, for you to say that you just like found out that you were a person of color, <laughs> like 20 years old, like how was because like in my, I'm from a very like small town or whatever. And like as far as like ethnicities were concerned. I know how to like uh, like because there's only one of you know what I mean anybody else that like moved to town right so nobody yeah. ever mm. made you feel like the other or anything like, like that because like that, that, that speaks monuments to like to your group of friends you know yeah, yeah. yeah. you grew up in Vancouver though which is like a huge Asian population yeah, yeah so yeah. what um, uh, you're touching on is kind of this uh, the I the struggle of people that are. Uh, half one thing, half another, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, you have typically um, people who fall into these categories have to kind of figure out their own identity yeah. because they don't, bo- they're a part of the two, uh, two worlds, but never really belonging to either. Yeah. And it's the way people treat you is just what they see. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're always the other group yeah. to the, people you're trying to like you know hang out with right and and so that's a difficult thing and you know i never really thought of myself as i guess asian because a big part of like uh you know the conversation had been uh privileged where like you know did you have a roof over your head did you have food on the table did you have you know, clothes on your back, and did you have to worry about any of those three things? Yeah. And if you didn't, then you had privilege, and that was uh, synonymous with being yeah. white. And so I, you know, just kind of saw myself as being kind of the, the white kid. I wasn't, you know, white boy over there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty, you know, white passing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, let's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be, kid. Well, I mean... <laughs> no, but, like, I like I, I get what you're saying, but I also, like, it's also so, like, uh, crazy to me because, especially, like, in comedy, you know what I mean? You will, like... Should, should we provide context for, like, the, the viewers of what you're, like, referring to about my, like, realization of... Please. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, I want to so give your bits yeah, away. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's just a like story. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like basically it was just like I had always seen myself as white, and then you know when Black Lives Matter really started popping up, I you know listened to to these stories and people, and was like, oh my god, like I have the same experiences. I yeah. have the same feeling of not quite belonging mm-hmm. and not really being like a part of this. Yeah, you me know, and Jackie never had that experience. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 then I was like, oh my god, am I like a person yeah. of color here? Yeah, and yeah, that's just a weird thing to figure out. At well, adulthood. and it's interesting in like uh, as like someone who's half Asian because you hear like I people who are like half uh, half white, half black. Yeah. you hear those stories. Sure. But uh, and I even remember um, your yeah, buddy. I even that, like my, my my roommate has that. But sure, like, and I was gonna. There's nothing about this sort of black guy. So uh, so what <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying, <laughs> but what I culture and experience or anything. Like sure, yeah. but what I'm I'm saying is that you hear those stories. Oh, for sure. Of yeah, people yeah. who are half black, half white, and you hear those stories mm-hmm. of like I'm not, I'm 
definitely not accepted in the white community mm. and the black community doesn't accept me either but you don't hear it as much uh in the asian community someone who's half white half asian you don't hear yeah. those stories yeah really. i don't yeah. think at, at the time when i was growing up there wasn't many of us i guess mm-hmm. i think you're gonna see it a lot more in the the younger mm-hmm. generation but keep an eye out couple of days <laughs> yeah right um but yeah i don't think it was as uh common to see like you know a, a white father or mother and a asian yeah. father or mother right yeah. like sure yeah uh those Inter- Could it be like the cult that like the Asian culture? Like it's so you're so expected to to marry someone from your own. It, it could be. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, but also I, your experience is, is so much different from exactly. That, right? That's what like that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That, so yeah, your yeah. upbringing isn't really like um. What was it? necessarily rooted in the culture that you had or in the neighborhood that you were growing up in. So my mom was born in Canada, and it, you know, for uh, you know, her experience of you know, growing up had a lot of, you mm-hmm. know, North American understanding, right? right. Uh, my grandparents are from the Philippines and mm-hmm. uh, my grandfather's from China. And so, you know, she was a first gen, but, you know, her uh, growing up and being around, uh, you know, her white friends and being in Canada, like that then get got passed down well, to I me. I don't know if that's like a like yeah. a um like uh like a race specific thing. Um during World War Two my family was Italian. They took my great grandfather into what they called Japanese internment camps. Right. Famous here, but there was Italians there as well. Anybody that was working with like the axis of evil right. or, or whatever, you know what I mean, was kinda of put in. They into took that. everyone in there who wasn't like a straight white male. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but like specifically, like although in my yeah, small no, town, I'm not, yeah, I'm not no, trying no, to take away. Right. Yeah, no, but yeah, like yeah, yeah specifically, yeah. Uh, yeah. like in my small town, my great grandfather goes, and then um, I'm growing up in a like a in a in a pretty Italian town. It's much is much more different now, but in the mm-hmm. '90s, it definitely was. Like, there's a reason that the smelters here. There's a reason that yeah. every last name ends in a vowel in your thing or whatever. For whatever reason, everybody immigrated to this town for work or whatever right. at that mm-hmm. time. And that obviously is, um, I'm sure, I'm fucking 10, 15, 20 years later or whatever, yeah. it's much different there now. But um, what happened there was they need to um, become Canadianized or like do everything they can to, um, to almost like accept the decision that they made to immigrate here for right. a better life for their family or whatever. And you lose a lot of that culture. Yeah. And there was a big part of me that... Um, was like pissed off because a lot of my friends that I grew up with have cool last names like I do can actually speak the language mm-hmm. can do a lot of that thing. But because of my family's history with the government and the things that were happening in history and yeah. you know the way that everything worked out, all I have is a really cool last name and no culture behind it because we had to like suppress it for like the yeah. safety of the family. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, and I'm sure there's a million different reasons, but you having grandparents from the Philippines and from yeah. China, was anybody like um, teaching you any like, um, y- uh, like a- language any, any culture? Or, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it, it was, even it was a part of it. Calligraphy, art. Yeah. Nothing, like nothing like that. But um, you know, there's aspects to the, the, you know, the way that we, uh, you know, ate dinner, the mm-hmm. type of food that we'd have at my sure. grandparents' yeah. place. Um, What's it, your mom's first language? Uh, English. Yeah, she English. she only knows oh, how right. to speak Sorry, English. You said she was oh, born yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you're going to grandparents' house, like compared to um, uh, yeah. Irish, Scottish, 
yeah. grandparents and compared to um, Chinese Philippines, like which, um, like, so I'm not going to say one way or the other. I love my family all across the board. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I'm going to family dinner, there's one that I'm more excited to go to. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the Italian side. So like, what, where, where are you at with that? Where or does that uh, even exist? Like, is your, is your grandmother cooking like, um, cla- like kind of traditional dishes? So or? it's, I guess it's a, uh, it's a bit of a complicated answer in the sense that, you know, when I was growing up, I tried to uh, hide or reject my Asian side. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it was kind of like. Where about in Vancouver did you? Just on the west side of okay. Vancouver, okay. Uh, like UBC okay. kind of area. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to do anything that uh, highlighted that. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to I didn't want to do karate. I didn't want to do piano. <laughs> I don't want to fucking Dude, do karate is dope. <laughs> I know. I wish I, was I in did kickboxing, it. Though, and I thought that was I was like, right. I, but, but, but it, it was never karate. It was never like, option. It was just like, you know, there was just a kickboxing yeah. gym down the street. Like, yeah, yeah. But Jackie's had a, had, a, had, a, had a strong, um, you know what I mean? Uh, a, a love of, of the Asian arts for a long time. And as a kid, all you wanted to do was fit in. Right. And, you know, when you fall into like what I thought at the time were like these kind of uh, stereotypes or tropes. I was just like, ah, man, I just don't want, I just want to fit in. I just want to be normal. And like, you know, for better or worse, or just the fact that it was, it's just like, I was kind of embarrassed of like, you know, that side of my family. Like it was Mm -hmm. just, you know, I wish it, Part of part of me wished I was like full white. And well, yeah, yeah, but it was course. so like that, uh, as that's a kid, wild. that's that totally normal, it. though. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, yeah, every every yeah. kid has that kind yeah. of um, you know what I mean, that longing for the yeah. thing that they uh, like belonged um, or they they feel like they might belong to better. But it's it's wild when um, there's something that uh, that you're trying to get away from. You know what I mean, right? And yep. There's a there's yeah. um. Well, there's some shit that uh, is my personal life or whatever that I had a lot of shame and I was like trying to hide or whatever, right? right? But I mean, that was like more like how I'm going to be viewed in the world. So is that the same? Like, because that's fucking crazy to but think I about I that wonder from like a sexual perspective as it would be from like a race perspective yeah, or just trying I've to like fit in or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. that, that 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 feeling is universal. You and, know I, I mean? I, and I wonder too if that is still, uh, because it seems like like as a kid, everyone just wants to fit in, you know? But For I sure. wonder if that is still um, so strong now in kids, people who are young now, because the because of the internet and because you are exposed to so many... We're going to have to get some young Asian kids. To so <laughs> we, need to get, we need to get some young Asian boys on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, because be, you're exposed <laughs> to so many different cultures and so many different types of people. I wonder if they're... And I'm sure that's still that innate wanting to belong, of course, is still yeah. there. But I wonder mm. if it... At, if it is as intense when but you have all of these different outlets, yeah. I think yeah. to like where, where you go, what length would yeah. you go to, to try to um, like separate yourself from like an Asian community? Was there like an Asian population in your school? Yeah. And so there always like was, but so I never like, I never found myself like um, Jackie's not Jewish, but at her college, Jewish people would come to her and be like, you need to come to the meeting on Monday. <laughs> First of all, I was at a university. I was at a, uh, whatever. A all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped out of every post-secondary. O- only in Canada does that matter. <laughs> exactly. Right? 
<laughs> regardless of the thing like but you know yeah, but, but, yeah, but yeah, was yeah. there was, was that a thing like did, did you ever feel like you need to distance yourself from certain people or be around you know like where where would you feel comfortable yeah I, i'm just trying to think uh, back in the, that time um yeah i just as i was saying like just any kind of activity that i saw a lot of asian kids doing i just wouldn't like you know <laughs> or my perception Sorry. of just like yeah martial arts it's 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 funny but it's also tragic in that same way yeah you know what i mean but did you, is there anything that you felt like you might have missed out on by not kind of pursuing any of those activities or even like friendships with those people oh for sure yeah i mean like there i wish i was a lot more um connected to that side of my background and to that part of my family and like even today when uh, you know i hang out with um you know a group of uh, filipinos like i it feels so good like it's like oh this is like my family and they everything. Dump all the food on the table mm-hmm. and like we could all eat it's together. just i, like, I yeah. just like everything like um you know i just it feels like home but there's still like a disconnect because it was like yeah. I just didn't want to be a part You're of like that. You're like a fish out of water, up. but like a fish out of water that belongs in that water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not necessarily, I'm not gonna say belongs or whatever, but like you know what I mean? Like you um, like do you feel like in that sense like you um, like let yourself miss out on certain opportunities or let yourself miss out on certain kind of experiences or whatever because you were trying to. Um, kind of fit a certain mold yeah i think i think we as kids like we oh, always course. yeah always same thing with do. me trying to fucking like i mean bring it full circle to the backstreet boys like yeah. the, the 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 music that was like the first music that i was like oh i like i love tunes you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. right we could put music on we could dance everything was cool but then as soon as you start to like um uh, like carve out your own identity yeah and you're like wait a minute like what you know what music like fits with like what right. do i like or yeah. whatever right like that um I hold music as a part of my identity to the point now where like, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it, but it's to the point where I'm like, fuck it, give it a rest. Kid. Right. You know? Um, but at that, like at that same point, I just went to Las Vegas and I forgot how much of a part of that community I am. Yeah. You know, I'm really a part of. Right. So that, um, you know I mean? There's gotta be like a little bit of that. Is there any part of you that's trying to like re explore, um, any of that culture? Like, are you going to talk to your grandparents? Are you making any of these dishes at home? Or are you, are you? Yeah. Well, I think um, definitely over the last like several years, gotten a lot more comfortable with like wanting to put myself in those, uh, I guess, situations more of sure. spending more time with uh, like my my Asian grandparents and being you know a lot more interested in their story and just making um, fun of the way they they say things yeah right no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so stupid so your asian grandparents is like one from the philippines and one from so my china? grandfather uh was born in china and then at the boat age of like 7 or 8 moved was moved uh moved to the philippines right and then he met my grandmother there and uh they immigrated to canada and next thing you know, it led to to me, <laughs> you know, the halfer. The right? A lot of, lot, yeah, a lot the of fucking halfer. came up. To, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the lineage of it. Dirty little fucking half breed. Yeah, there. exactly. You know, I, I, you know, I could dig it. My, like, I don't know anything about that, but I like, um, like, that's a really weird thing that like you have in the sense of, like, um, in your, excuse me, in your community. 
and in the people you surround yourself with. My grandfather, my nono, um, you know, Sicilian, like, I mean, dark, skinny right. Italian man. And he would look at me and my brother, blonde, white kids. My right. brother, blonde hair, blue eyes, for fuck's sakes, right? He's like, what the fuck, like, happened here? Right. We were little kids, and I remember him saying, like, we, mm-hmm. you don't look like me. And that's, right. like, a problem. But what he did to do that was, like, you, like, fuck you. You know, I'm raising you. So anybody fucking says you're not Italian, you tell them, go fuck yourself. Right. You know, my name's Johnny. Like, this is, like, this is something that's so important to him that became so important to me. Right. That regardless of the way that I look, I needed to be very clear that my name is Johnny DeVito. I'm Italian. Like, this is, right. like, regardless of, like, what I look like, it's the culture that raised me. And that's very important to the person that I am today. Yeah. So like you almost have that on an opposite perspective, mm-hmm. right? Where nobody gave you like that pride. And like, regardless, even if right. you don't look like us, like you are on this fucking team. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. now you're at that point where you're trying to like get a little bit of that back. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Well, I think with, uh, you know, the way that we ca- categorize people and, uh, externally like you know it's based on how we look right i'll judge you right i'll judge a book by its cover yeah (laughs) yeah you judge in the way like like i said the way that people treat you is the way that they they yeah and it was and it it was a weird one where it's like i'd be hanging out with like you know my white friends and then they you know say something belittling about Asians and then just be like yeah but you're like you're not one of those Asians james like you're 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 cool Dude, right yeah, and it was just yeah, like yeah. that's where a lot of the yeah. like insecurities i didn't even realize that wanting right to now, like yeah. Yeah. Wa- like push myself away because mm-hmm. you yeah you, you heard those conversations you were a part of those conversations yeah. with you know like i had that like I, I would be at a place and a friend of mine was like oh yeah my buddy's coming over um he's like uh whatever he's from wherever but they were like whitewash was always the thing yeah. Yeah, whitewash guy you know what i mean great hockey got player. a lot of that yeah, yeah. But, you know what i mean whatever right which is always was always crazy to me because i'm like if somebody's coming over to party like don't pop a disclaimer on them before they get to the fucking party right like yeah. there's a lot more of my like white friends that are just shitty yeah i mean not even my friends anymore but just people in general or whatever that just fucking suck that like nobody said like yeah. oh by the way this is like an addict he steals right <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like there's like that those are the negative aspects you should say about a person rather than like the area that we're from being like oh this is like um like this person might be like uh indian but pretty whitewashed this person yeah. might be chinese but pretty whitewashed or whatever right so that was always like something crazy because you're like, oh, so like this guy like knows how to skate. Or, yeah. like, he can play hockey and then he can like hang. Yeah. You know what I mean with us? But I'd never really had a like a, a realization that that was like, uh, you know what I mean? A, a, a thing that was so obviously like red flag to you. Yeah. I mean, um, it was, it's, you know, we're all like at that time you're just kids, right? And like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying. Like there are definitely, as an adult, you kind of come across a little bit of that, um, sure, yeah. which is. Hey, you can get booked on sh- uh, some stir fry shows. Yeah, well, so I'm I, just saying, like, I mean, flex it if you can. Well, that's, you know what I mean? If you can use it to your know, advantage, yeah, then yeah, well, no, but that's but I was. Right? But like, if it's at your detriment, yeah. then that's like something that we need to fucking it, well, stop. And it, like, that's bullshit. It, but like, if you can act, you know what I mean? If it's gonna get you into a room. That well, it, you know, the, 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 I, the irony was is that it was always, it was uh, my experience with it has been flipped in the negative on most occasions. Where when I was a kid, 
excuse me, um, where uh, I was Asian. So, like, I'd get all the, like, you know, small dick jokes, good at math, sure, like, yeah. you know, all of that shit. And it just so happens that you are a fantastic golfer. And then I'm a fantastic <laughs> golfer. Um, and then now... Like, I've been getting a lot of comments of how it's like, well, you're no, you're white. Almost being like, you know, in the the conversation (laughs) of like social dynamics with like the racial discussion. It's like, oh, no, you're on our team. Like, you're not you're not a minority. What are you talking about? You've got like you're hey, dude, I'm just saying if like if the if the flags start going up, you get on the right side and I'm not going to be mad if you're if you're not on my side of the fence. I I, I get it. And I was just like, wait, how did I lose in both cases here? Yeah. Like, I had the same yeah. people totally. be like, you're, you're not on our team. Asian, yeah. you're like a loser. And then, like, when it mm. like doesn't work in their benefit, it's like, no, you're on our team for sure. Like, yeah. when yeah, you're talking about the like, fuck up, Jimmy, you're what? our guy. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, man, this is. That is fucking crazy. This is a weird mind games. But mm. it was. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a, in its own experience of. Do you have the, okay? So like, um, if uh, if a kid is trying to struggle to find his way in the world, and I think that we could like kind of, like, bring this almost full circle in that sense that you're, um, I think all of us, everybody in the fucking world has this sense of um. You know, maybe uh, you don't fit the mold, or you're not good enough, or whatever, right? So like, if that's the way that you feel socially you have a very unique experience in that you're capable, you are skilled at something that is far beyond that. Right. So did you ever feel like I'm going to put all of this into, um, you know what I mean? One outlet and do the best that I can. Or was like, was that ever, um, was that identity issue ever like a, a reason for you to do anything, um, like drastic? So you know, they, you need I to, like, get, prove yourself in one room or the other. I think the identity issue uh, forced me to be a lot more introspective. Yeah. Sure. So I s- do spend even to this day a lot of time reflecting on my beliefs. Yeah. Some of the things that I did was that a good thing or was there you know some things how I I spent a lot of time reflecting on myself because that was just how I kind of grew up and that was my. Uh, training and I think you know for any kid who's maybe watching this anyone's still watching yeah right <laughs> what are we at hour three fuck we might be I we're, mean, deep. we're, we're the, definitely uh, over two <laughs> well it's you know, 136 oh, oh yeah, so yeah we stopped yeah, at an hour so yeah we're at 236 yeah yeah it's because we're just great homies like well, this yeah, is just yeah. we're just chatting <laughs> right now yeah, yeah exactly yeah honestly like we can cut this off and get more drinks like whatever yeah whatever you guys want to do james got a party to get to oh james i can stick around Hell yeah! What are you? What you are you going another as? Bottle. Oh, you there's told another me. Bottle. You told yeah, me there is another as. bottle. I was gonna say uh, we should probably get into. Ladies wait, and gentlemen, so James, where could the? Oh, should no. we? Oh wait, wait. Let's James. We'll finish you finish. The, you yeah. finish what you were saying. Um, one yeah, of the things yeah. that you know, I think this generation is doing better because there are more examples of it. Is um, you know creating your own mold. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to Fuck yeah. be different because mm-hmm. it's your differences that make you interesting and one of the things and i'll tweak it a little bit but it's like you know it's it's your imperfections that make you perfect is really what it is right like that's like i like people for their their shortcomings whatever that is right um 
you know and especially in comedy that's especially what makes people stand especially out especially if you're honest about it yeah, and you yeah. can be um you know direct and you don't shy away from well, the, I think that's the reason that we're all good friends is that not only like we're good mm-hmm. hang and you know you can yeah. hang or whatever but the, it's like the depth of like you know what i mean the, the your personality exists because you know what i mean there's a little bit of weight there yeah you know what I mean? there's yeah. a little bit of heaviness that's there and like i have a hard time communicating with people that have never been through anything and that's not to be said that they're not great people and you right know, you know but it's just like you haven't yeah you know what i mean if you've been through the shit than having a regular conversation with somebody. The way your brain works, the, your brain physically changes. Your neurology changes. A hundred percent, right? Shit. And I think so that that's the why, way like, you think about I mean, shit, the way so you we'll talk flock about to each other in, in, yeah. in a lot of those, um, yeah. you know, in a lot of those aspects because for those reasons. But at the end of the day, like, I think what it comes down to is like, um, uh, like the ability to recognize and poke fun at it. And I think that, like. Everybody's been through some shit, but the the difference between, you know what I mean, like, um, and and you know, somebody with a comedic brain is, has mm-hmm. the ability to recognize where they came from, see the differences, and be able to, um, you know, tell their own story from. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things that I appreciate about hanging out with you guys and just comedians in general is that we like to poke fun at each other because of our differences like it's 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 our differences our vulnerabilities that we make fun of each other for dude i'm like a rock out here like that's the way i I look at it so some people like outside of comedy does it outside of Mm -hmm. comedy and like three of my friends yeah no like you fucking guys could probably say one thing to me and it would just get completely under my skin and that's why i love you because yeah like i'm not that like i'm not the person that Mm -hmm. i you know, I, I am who I am, but, you know, who other people might view me as yeah. is completely different because yeah. there's like, you know what I mean? But because of my friends that, you know, you see the vulnerability, you see the chances that you're taking use and you've known me long enough. You can do that. That you could peel a little corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, know? there's and that's and what that's, I love. Like, and that's dude. and that's like because there's an we know the context is is love and trust and just mm-hmm. like a close knit relationship yeah. where it's like I'm going to rip on you for this thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, like I'm gonna go to bat for you against any exactly. individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you I'll say, say some outlandish shit, and I'm like, trust, I'm not getting yeah. all this conversation alive. But that yeah. being said, exactly. if anybody overhears it, then I know that everybody has my back. Being like, yeah, no, he said some fucked up shit, but you have to realize, yeah, this is like who as we long are. as yeah, there's there's tr- love and trust, right? There, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and like th- there's you know, are you putting a bow on this? I'm sorry, you're fucking putting a bow on this. This is perfect. No, this is great. Yeah, yeah, no, there's absolutely, and that's I think the thing of you know when i was a kid where the the making fun of it was an element of pushing away it's like it's not a difference of like oh you're asian we're not but like we can poke fun of each other's culture there was an element of like you know maliciousness of like sure. trying to put yeah, you down yeah, yeah. and that was like the issue it wasn't the fact that they were making fun of me for my asian yeah. heritage it was the no, for aspect buds, of like there could be a very funny joke in that oh but, like, totally yeah but right? regardless of that like if somebody's trying to take a fucking oh uh, man i laugh like roasting each other is like the funniest fucking thing ever 
to me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like me and Jackie are going up we're on, on a roast on the twelfth. On the twelfth, and uh, have you written any jokes? No. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I'm I'm I don't know. I I feel like I'm, I'm gonna be. I I don't know. If, I don't know. If Jackie's so well. fucking mean. When she writes roast jokes, like whatever. Because so I've, I've heard a few of them. I've done a couple like jokes. Hot. I've done a couple <laughs> roasts, yeah, and I've done a couple and roasts. And when Jackie like, pit, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Fuck, Jackie, I got to write 35 jokes for this thing. Like, what do you think about this person? What do you think about this person?" And they're like, I'll be like, "This is kind of like the setup of like where I kind of want to go with this joke. I don't have a punchline for it yet." And Jackie's punch is just like, "Holy fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you are a." fucking bitch <laughs> so i'm gonna like yeah we're going and i'm like but i feel worried. like because of that because i know that i'll get really mean i'm just gonna like like hold back so much because i don't want to be no, i don't want to be don't hold back. Uh, i really hope me. you don't yeah. there's a lot of people that are gonna be very excited to see us roast each other so like yeah. i'm saying like go balls to the wall is this the little mountain gallery yeah oh yeah, man, yeah. yeah just so come to that. Come to whatever. Any support local comedy in Vancouver. Yeah, do yeah. you uh, plug your plug whatever where can the people you find got? You, what, where can they find you? Do you uh, even want them to find you? I don't like. I mean, I'm. I got Instagram. I'm not. I, that's, find. That's yeah. all. Yeah, just find me at James. Or no, it's actually uh, Fahey James. That's Fahey James. <laughs> I, uh, James Fahey was taken. <laughs> so at the time, but uh, well, by yeah. the time this episode airs, we will have found and murdered uh, James yeah, Fahey. You want to come at j- James Fahey on Instagram and go yeah. at Fahey James. Yeah, exactly. If you want to like uh, see me on shows, I'll p- I post them up on my story uh, quite regularly. I yeah. uh, got quite a bit coming in November. Here, uh, it's going to be a good Hell good yeah. November. Very uh, exciting. Are we on anything together? Do you know? Uh, you know what's know, going on? I don't know. If I only know what's going on for the first week in November. I got some shit yeah. happening. So. Yeah. No, I, I think we might have one or two, but, you know, it's... Uh very There's nice. so many different shows, man. It's right now. Yeah. It's a fucking. It's a go to Eventbrite and go to any comedy show in Vancouver because yeah, no. we do, we all need it for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks been so much for awesome. having me. This, this is fucking great time awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Our longest episode of all time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's I brought the bottle, so yeah. we finished it, and uh, I'm really excited for how you edit this because of the lighting. We won't edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah. No. At the beginning of this, like when Jackie said, "Let's put the lights on." I was like, "Probably not going to make a difference," but right now you're oh, going to notice man. it this as it goes. Only, like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, like yeah. blinded right now. Right. Oh yeah, hey, dude, hey. don't even worry about. Like, I mean, Mozzie could have put a little house lights on there in the back, but he doesn't care. He's looking. Mozzie's doing Mozzie respects thing. the production. Mozzie, fucking, I respect Mozzie. Fuck. Yeah, like, so I think the lights have become more right yeah. now. Yeah. Ladies and All gentlemen, right. thank you so much. Let's dogpile it. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs>